Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. If you're looking for my talk about Halo Infinite has massive potential, that'll be a little bit later in the video and I use a timestamp. This is a live stream, so if you didn't catch me live, these videos end up being about four hours long. We also do micro news segments, so we cover more than just one topic a day. So later in the stream, we will be talking about the things on this screen. I'll give you a rundown of that just in a moment if you're going to watch the entire stream back to back. If you like these live streams, gaming news, live discussions, and all those sorts of things, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. There is a new feature we're going to try today, which is a poll inside the chat. So you want to make sure you're here early to take part in those. And then we do Q&A in the second half. Now, if you missed yesterday, I want to give you a bit of a recap because it had been a while uh, since AC Valhalla had been out and it had been a while since somebody had requested that I played it. So you can see there... First, we led with, all the way over there on the side, was Assassin's Creed Valhalla huge changes. And ultimately, what we went with was, it feels that they are heading toward live service. Now, the game already is sort of in a live service format with the various DLCs that they have launched. They have already launched Wrath of the Druids, and then Siege of Paris is set to launch in August. At Ubisoft Forward in E3... Ubisoft basically outlined their plans to do more with this game. Already this year, they have plans for at least sort of late 2021. But then they went even further and said that they were going to be doing more well in to 2022 with Assassin's Creed. So we essentially kicked around the idea of can Assassin's Creed do live service? We even did a poll. I, I don't even know what the final results were. The final results were not a thousand votes. The polls have been sometimes not quite as lively as of late. We usually get around a thousand votes. But when we drill down on a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I think some people were like, already they've already made up their mind about the game. But we essentially asked, can Assassin's Creed become a live service game? And you can see there about a 70-30 split. Most people saying no, it cannot become a live service game. I actually think that's their plan long term. They're going to use AC Valhalla as their testing ground for live service ideas for games this size. They would they could potentially put this into the Star Wars game that we talked about yesterday. We outlined how Ubisoft got the rights to a Star Wars game after Disney saw the uh, whatever they had. It, I don't know if it was exactly what they showed with the Avatar game, but when Disney saw their work on that, they essentially gave them the rights to the to an open world Star Wars game. And we talked about that a little bit as well. Should a game like that be third person? I am a little concerned about the Avatar game not being third person. Open world adventure games tend to do, I think, better third person, especially when they're not really a shooter. Uh, So we'll, we'll obviously have to wait and see and cover that game when it comes out and play it. But... We sort of theorized, at least I theorized yesterday, that they're going to be using Assassin's Creed Valhalla as their testing ground for live service features, not just in this game, but probably in other games. You do know earlier this year, Ubisoft did indicate they want to go to using some of their lead franchises as free-to-play games. 
this could be the beginning of that testing ground where the game itself is free, the base game, and then they would do seasons and battle passes and microtransactions, vanity items, to essentially subsidize the game and turn it into a live service game, which they could be testing that out. Now, I did play yesterday, and my, my thoughts on AC Valhalla are very mixed, which pretty much explains why the community has been so split on this game. If you ask 100 people about AC Valhalla, you're going to get probably 50 people that say it was good, great, or enjoyable, you know, or so-so, and then the other 50 you are going to say it was not so great, it was terrible, awful, all along the spectrum. But usually it's pretty split down the middle. And I played for three and a half hours. I I was told I only needed to play for about an hour and a half to get to DLC. That ended up not being true. After about three hours and 15 minutes... I put the controller down, we kind of talked at the end. So just a little over three hours, I was still not able to jump right into the DLC. So just be fair warned, if you are wanting to jump in with Wrath of the Druids or with Siege of Paris when it comes out, maybe later this year you decide to jump in. Currently, the beginning of the game is still pretty lengthy. And the main reason that I I, I empathize and understand now why so many people are, are, are torn on this game The beginning of the game is very much all over the place. I think that the story is actually very good. I loved the setting. I played on the PS5. I thought it performed beautifully. Watched the Digital Foundry video, and I found that the PS5 was competing with the PC for maintaining the 60 frames per second. And I thought it ran very, very well. However, the combat was all over the place, and that is one of the central pieces of the content loop in an Assassin's Creed game. So it opens up with some very basic interaction with the enemies, where you're just sort of doing a couple of melees and maybe maybe a block here or there, and then you get your shield, you learn how to parry. Uh, the first guy that you fight one-on-one, you could probably fight with a blindfold on, he's very, very easy, that's when you're getting your, you know, you're getting your, uh, an axe and a shield and all this other stuff. Then, after that, you go through maybe two or three combat instances that are essentially the we're running through as a crowd and getting in a fight, and I found it to be very unenjoyable. I, one, of the, one of the marks of Assassin's Creed combat is the finesse and the decision-making and managing a bunch of enemies. I, one of the things that I like about these style games, whether it's Immortals Phoenix Rising or Ghosts of Tsushima, is it's kind of you against the world. And, you, you know, managing a group of enemies is enjoyable. So I found those early fights to be very unenjoyable. I wasn't really getting a taste for the combat because it was pure and utter chaos bumping into each other. Uh, and most of the time I would just target somebody and hit him in the back. And I know what they're going for. They're going for the Viking feel, the raids, the, you know, running in and fighting as a big group. I get that. I do. But... It led to some frustration when I finally did have a fight that should have been very meaningful. You end up facing off against the guy that kills your parents in the first, you know, two to three minutes of the game. And I loved how they set the story up. I really did. I thought the way that they set up your character, Eivor, to be, you know, to be wanting to get her revenge and and, and, and and avenge your parents, I thought was excellent. I did play as the female lead because I do believe it is her game, same way as Cassandra is basically the lead of Odyssey. And uh, I actually thought she was good at voice acting. A lot of people have issues with the voice acting of the, of the female lead, but I thought she did a great job. 
and I was immersed. I thought the story was excellent, and I finally face off against the guy who killed my parents, and it was a pretty terrible fight. Uh, apparently, parrying doesn't really work against some of the bigger enemies, or in this case, an actual boss. There was no explanation as to why it wasn't working, and then I was able to dodge around him like he was a slow, like blind, unable to track me enemy. It's like he couldn't keep up with me. Uh, And that just, to me, logically really breaks down. I I can't parry efficiently against him, but I can roll on the ground like a toddler in a tumbling class, and he just doesn't know what to do against it. So I was pretty disappointed in that crescendo. That was supposed to be a pretty great moment. I wanted to practice everything I had been learning about parrying and timing up to that point, and I just rolled on the ground, and I think he hit me one time. I made a minor mistake, and he hit me once. So I went from struggling and losing and being unable to parry to literally being Muhammad Ali in the boxing ring. Like, he, he landed one hit on me. This is one of the reasons I feel so many people are torn on this game, is they pour all this time into the beginning. There's not very many satisfying combat moments in the game. When there can be a satisfying combat moment in the game, it ends up being pretty much a dud, which is unfortunate for two reasons. Number one, it's Assassin's Creed, and, the, and these fights should be great. But number two, it's a significant moment in the story, and it's just got some scripted moments in it, and it felt very, very sort of easy, easy button, as long as I just rolled around and dodged on the floor. So, they do a lot of things right in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I am told that if you get a little bit further, there's skills that unlock, there seems like there's a massive amount of depth with skill, customization, I can see why they're wanting to invest in this game as a potential ongoing live service game for their sort of testing ground. I can see why they want to do that. I believe they failed on the front end of the game to really create a good runway and a, and a, and a, and a good feeling game. I don't think they did a good job with that, and I believe that's probably one of the reasons so many people don't like it. Now, I know once you get beyond the, the opening, some people will say it's still a very, very bland and boring experience. The map is way too full. This is one of the reasons I think these games are going to go in the live service direction. They can thin out the map at launch so you don't feel so overwhelmed. I call it uh, Assassin's Creed map puke. They just puke everything on the map and it's just kind of absurd and it's kind of obnoxious. They could lower that and then sort of extend things out and release things in a more spread out way. Get a lot of capital out of this massive map or this massive world that they always build. It might be a really good play, but I now fully understand why so many people have been split on AC Valhalla. I did a short last night saying I have a good feeling about this. Again, those shorts are just designed to be kind of fun and sort of like, hey, here's what we're going to be covering tomorrow. And that is the subject today. I have a very, very good feeling about Halo Infinite multiplayer, and I wanted to go into more details as to why. If you were here the day that we went through the Halo Infinite multiplayer overview, you caught some of my thoughts on this. I wanted to give more thoughts and... Got a little surprise for you in the talk. We're going to talk about the Halo draw, the arena vacancy right now, and we are going to talk about the Destiny Factor, because I do think it's going to play a factor. Make sure you're here for that. Q&A will be in the sec- you know, second part of the stream. That is something that we reserve for members so you may want to be here for that if you've got questions and thoughts for me about my Halo Infinite multiplayer talk. We will also be breaking down how Battlefield 2042 is using bots to do a number of things. You're going to be a little surprised at some of this. It's not just for solo play or when you're by yourself 
and I'm going to give you the rundown of how exactly it works and how it's going to tie in skill-based matchmaking. Breath of the Wild 2 map is going to be a hot topic all the way up until launch. I'm already anticipating the debates and even probably needing to do an opinion piece on this. Folks are already discovering locations in Breath of the Wild 1 that are shown in the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, and I'm telling you right now, I anticipate this being a debate and discussion about it's just DLC, I can't believe they're reusing the map, I'm, I'm fairly certain this will be a debate going forward. Now, speaking of DLC, Back for Blood already has some details on how their DLC will work, and it's actually pretty creative, you're going to want to make sure you're here for that. There's a variety of ways to support the stream. RageousRoast.com is a great way to get your friends the coffee if they try it out or you show it to your friends and family and they're like, this is so good. Because it is. It's some of the most drinkable coffee I think I've ever had due to the balanced acidity. Just send them to RageousRoast.com. Our turnaround time on orders is very fast and we are getting the light roast re filled right now we're hoping that we don't hit zero we are getting down to i think like the final 75 or 70 some odd bags now and the dark roast is in process right now there's other ways as well to support the stream we're going to try the poll in chat anytime you engage with something like that talking in chat taking a poll hitting like even if you're just here listening and, and, and lurking, especially when you're here right at the start of the stream, that's massively helpful to me. Uh, that, that basically communicates to YouTube that we are doing good things and that people are enjoying the live stream. There's not a lot of successful live streaming avenues uh, on YouTube because they're still navigating all the different things to help us out. And the poll in chat is one new thing that they've given us as a way to test out things with you and to see if you enjoy it. Also, I'm always wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. I got a classic one on today, Kung Fu. Uh, If you want to order this one, use the shirt command. Anytime you go to 80s Tees, it doesn't have to be the collection on display that day. You can use code LONO on anything over there. Discord's open to everybody. Make sure you use the Discord command if you want to hang out with the community. Paying members do get more access in there. There's a lot of extra rooms. You can send a tip with the tip command or through Super Chat. Still using Twitter, use the Twitter command uh, anytime I go live or make announcements, and then the merch command will take you to all the various merch options that we have. Now, the join command is over there, and I've been saying this a variety of ways in the mornings. Joining is something that we're really, really trying to motivate folks to do. We're doing that with the Q&A in the afternoons. If you have any ideas of things that you would like to get as a member or that might motivate you to become a member... Let us know. Uh, We would love to hear that. We would love to get the members up to about 1,000 members. We're in the mid to low 800s right now. We do not run a lot of ads on the channel, so we're not doing uh, non-skippables, so we let you get into the live stream about as fast as possible, uh, and we don't do a lot of ad breaks throughout the day. Lots of YouTubers sort of have to live and die on viewership, and we thankfully are not in that situation because of all of you wonderful members that maintain your membership here, uh, covering Variety Gaming News. I don't know what's going to hit. I don't know what's going to be a big day or a light day anymore. Some days I think it's going to be huge and it's not. And then other days we're sort of pleasantly surprised that we have a massive day. There's no way for us to really know. So that is one surefire way to make sure the channel continues to get support is with those new and ongoing memberships. There's five tiers. They start at $5 a month and we do try to offer as much as we can. Now, if you can't do membership, I always try to say this, lurkers and listeners and people that hang out every day are the lifeblood of a live stream. If I could get 100 or 200 more lurkers every single day, 
I would take that because that gets way more people in the door because that takes the channel and sets it on a really, really nice trajectory for the day. So don't ever feel like because you can't do membership, you're not supporting the stream because you are. The more of you that come back every single day helps the channel grow significantly. And in some cases, that's actually very, very strong for the members because then other people come in and decide to become a member. So we do appreciate everybody who listens and lurks every single day. Another great way to support right now is to smash the like button. Get that chat going, all right? Smash like, keep that chat humming, and I'm looking forward to trying out that poll feature with you today, all right? I'll be live on the mic in just a second. I record this every morning. I'll see you in a bit. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for another strong start. I am I'm excited about today, man. I'm excited to chop this one up with you guys. This is this one is is growing in my uh, in my interest. It really really is. I I am this this Halo Infinite. The, I've I've we're going to we're going to put the we'll put the overview on loop again uh, and just kind of let it play uh, because I I really really think there's just something special here, so we will uh, we will be checking that out. We'll be checking out the Microsoft Extended Stream today. We want to make sure that that is uh, on full display. We want to make sure there is plenty of time uh, to to chop that up as well. Now that's going to be a second stream. That is going to be a second stream. So if you're here for that this afternoon, great. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing anything about Hellblade and then obviously apparently uh, Rare will be there we're hoping for details about Sea of Thieves A Pirate's Life you know is that going to have PvP woven into it am I going to be able uh, to play that sort of uh, you know in a, in a by myself way or just with my buddies way is kind of the question are they going to close off the instances that's been a long standing request from the community also, as I just said a moment ago, the micro news segments, man, there is uh, there is some good, good stuff to find out about Battlefield 2042 using bots, the continued discussion about Breath of the Wild 2 and the map. People are discovering, you know, moments from the map, uh, locations, I should say, from the map that are already uh, being spotted as, hey, that's from the first game. There's some theories hovering around about Link. Is it two different Links? Uh, And then Back for Blood DLC, they've released some information about how that DLC is going to work. So very, 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 a lot of great, great stuff to discuss today, even after the excitement of E3 has kind of subsided. Not that E3 was that stellar. I, I I would give it an okay rating. Uh, I think it did okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it I don't think it blew anybody's hair back. Yo, what's good, feed? I see you in the chat. Uh, heard they put a dash in the game. Now I'm interested in Halo Infinite. Oh, really? There's a dash. Okay, okay. Uh, that that is something that I think is going to be a continued debate. So over there, that's the docket for today. Main discussion: Halo Infinite should be massive. I, I, I really have a good feeling about this game. And then the Xbox Showcase will be live this afternoon. Don't forget that we have brought... Thank you, Vasilios. We have brought back Q&A. So if you are a paying member and you're here in the afternoons, make sure, make sure that... Um, 
that you're here for that. We do a members-only post in the afternoon to kind of remind all the paying members, hey, we're doing Q&A right now. And we do we attach an image to that so you know all the subjects that Q&A could be about. Maybe you weren't here in the morning. Maybe you stepped away. It's a great reminder to kind of come back in and enjoy your time with us. Um, also, Q&A can be about any of the other gaming news topics. It doesn't have to be just about the main topic. And we can now do in-chat polls, so I won't have to send you out of the stream anymore for a poll. I'm not quite sure how it works on mobile. Like, does it look okay? Does it is, is it obnoxious? Kind of how when we were pinning messages at the top of chat. So we will be trying out the in-chat poll system today. That is a new feature that we've been given access to. I think I am now on the early, early sort of... Uh, early sort of access with the new features because that is something that they are continuing to try uh, they're trying to give us new features to uh, to you know create a better live environment and that is one that we are very happy to have uh, as soon as it just became available people were just starting to notice them yesterday and then I set up my stream yesterday and I was like oh hey we have that feature now too so that is good uh, we're also getting potential scheduled calls where I'll be able to provide feedback to YouTube. The next round of calls isn't going to work for me. So the guy asked, you know, hey, if it's not going to work, just let us know. So I let him know. I said, yeah, that that is not uh, that is not going to work for me. So we'll see if we can't get a better scheduled date uh, to provide that um, thing. Agent Atwood pinged you yesterday. This is the mobile version. Oh, that's right. He did. He did show me. How do I see that? How do I see that image? It's not letting me click on it in Discord. I am I, I'm more at, it's just letting me add a reaction. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I guess that's not that <clears throat> I guess it's not that bad as long as it doesn't interfere with your chatting experience. It looks like it just puts like a blue box uh, at the top of the screen. Um, so if if that's what it looks like, then I'm fine with that. That's not that bad. I mean, we can we can certainly uh, we can certainly deal with that. Uh, that we'll we'll obviously get feedback from the mobile users if it's disruptive or glitchy or bad. Uh, we can always turn it off if it's not going that well. Um, and we'll we'll figure out this morning what people think of this Halo multiplayer, you know, footage. You know, is this is this changed their mind? Is it convincing? Is it something that they you know they're going to be playing or or do? Like, where were you on the spectrum? Oh, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I've seen dev stuff for Infinite, and then there's no mention that there is a dash. Yeah, where did you hear? There is a this is a dev interview confirming it. Weird. It would just be in multiplayer. Good morning, Heavy Metal Mama. Yeah, I'm interested where you heard there's gonna be a dash in Halo Infinite. Um For anyone interested, Dark Alliance is free on Game Pass and currently available for preload on Xbox. I am actually gonna be playing that next week. We're very, very excited, but we'll probably be diving in day one into the Sea of Thieves Pirates Life. Yo, what's good, Jeratol? No dash, there is sprint. Yeah, I wonder if you misheard. I've seen sprint and slide, but no dash. Yeah, I'm wondering if you misheard and they were talking about sprinting and maybe you just thought they meant dash. I, I don't I don't actually know. Um, can't get into Halo. Blows my mind you still can't aim down sights on all guns. Uh, I'd be all about it. I'd be in otherwise. 
yeah i do wonder if the non-ads weapons is still going to serve as a uh, a pain point for people you know what i mean sprint slide clamber and you can use equipment to super jump and stuff okay okay yeah i would say that'd be a pretty big change if they gave you a dash whether you could dash forward or left or right that would significantly alter the flow of combat um they have the ads system called smart link i'm not sure what you mean by that there are weapons that you literally can't aim down sight you just can't pull them up right um you actually can they have a 1.5 zoom now so wait does every weapon have a form of ads now um I, I don't i didn't i didn't realize that has that been specified for halo infinite somewhere after playing other fps games where adsing gets you killed i don't think that that would be an issue yeah especially for fans of valorant right a lot of those guys do not ads I might have meant sprint. Either way, it's better than before. I mean, I will agree with you on that fact. No doubt in my mind, the fact that they've added sprint will be a huge, huge win uh, for people. They're they're not ADSing in any of this footage uh, unless they use a scope. I mean, even there, he's just hip firing. You can ADS with all weapons now, question mark? That's one thing I don't like either. Um... Porcine Porcine Prophet says, yes, you can see it in a dev blog. You see both the AR and the Needler do it. So, it's not like you're aiming down a scope, it just zooms in. Right, does the gun come up in any... So, again, that would not be a traditional ADS. ADS stands for aim down sight. So, if the gun doesn't physically come up and let me aim down sight, if it just sort of zooms in... That'll be a good, maybe a good middle ground for people to say, hey, that's at least something instead of constantly feeling like I'm hip firing. Um, we'll, we'll have to see, we'll have to see what people think. Halo 5 had great graphics, solid mechanics, sprint and dash, and well designed maps. Why, in your opinion, did it never take off in the esports scene? Well, there were a handful of reasons that Halo 5 just didn't go anywhere. Number one, they upset their core audience significantly. They upset them with the campaign decisions. Master Chief, not even really a, a factor at all. People did not like that. It was a huge turnoff for fans of the franchise. And and secondly, their decisions with PvP were kind of all over the place. I think in their mind, Warzone was meant to be the big the big change the big funnel this is really going to pull people in the pvevp environment and and listen when i saw the details for halo 5 warzone i remember i made a video i was like this this is a return to something that was so good in unreal tournament onslaught onslaught was a game mode at unreal tournament that was excellent it was so excellent you had this element of overtaking stations with there were enemies there pve and then the enemies the people the live players that you'd be playing against would be doing the same thing they would be trying to go from their base and go to these nodes and overtake them if you overtook enough nodes for your base to be connected to the enemy base you could go and attack it and then they had to try to shut down the nodes to make their base safe again it was actually a really enjoyable game mode and when I first saw the details for Halo 5 Warzone, I thought that sounds very similar. It ended up not being very good at all, unfortunately. The enhanced movement from Halo 5 was one of the worst parts. 
I was about to get to that. The other thing that happened, so there's layers of failure for Halo 5, okay? There's layers of failure. They failed to deliver a campaign that long-standing fans enjoy. They just they fail in that regard. So that's a terrible funnel for you. You know you don't have a funnel of loyalists at that point, okay? At the next level, they failed to evolve the multiplayer. So Warzone was supposed to be their evolutionary step, and it just completely fell flat on its face. Third, they made fundamental changes to movement and combat that ended up making people really, really dislike the game at its core. Whether they disliked it in the campaign or whether they disliked it in the uh, in the multiplayer, right? When did Bungie hand off Halo? I it, it was they didn't do five, and I, they didn't do the one before. I think what there's has there been two that three four three did. I thought three four three mainly just did five, but I could be wrong on that. I'm not. I, that's fuzzy to me. I know five was three four three, and we know that like Halo one two, and and Reach were were uh, were Bungie, and then what was it? What there was one. I swear to you, there was one another one that three four three did that didn't that didn't do all that well. I can't remember. Um. Bungie stopped at Reach. Okay, so Reach was the last. Okay, so up to Reach is all Bungie, and then after that, they're out of the picture. Okay, that's what I thought. 343 did Halo 4 and 5. Okay, so 4 and 5. There we go. There we go. 4 and 5 were 343. And I think 5 was the one that really shook everybody's confidence in 343 handling Halo property, right? 343 handling Halo property. I think 4 was was kind of rocky and people weren't too thrilled with it. And then Halo 5 was like, what is this? Like, I'm not I'm not a long-standing Halo guy, but from what I gather from a lot of the conversations that I've had is 4 4 was like, okay, this isn't very good, and then 5 was kind of like, what the frick is this? Right? People tend to be kind of split on 4. There are some people that think 4 was pretty good or not so bad, but 5 is almost universally disliked by long-standing fans. I played 5 and was like, oh, this story's not so bad, but you have to understand how I'm saying that. I'm saying that as someone who never really played lots of Halo. I played lots of Halo 1, and then I never really went back and played it in a lengthy way. Um, and... So I, I, I didn't have like an invested interest in the story with Master Chief going into Halo 5. Yeah, and the Master Chief Collection. And apparently the Master Chief Collection has really turned things around. It has really, really turned things around. They have really taken things and fixed a lot of the community complaint. They tested the battle pass there. That's one of the reasons when they talk about the battle pass in this video in particular, there is no FOMO. They they, they tried that in the Master Chief Collection first. Um, story wasn't horrible, but it still didn't feel like Halo. I don't blame them for 4. They got the Justice League treatment. Bungie started 4 and then dropped it in 343 at the same time. Yeah, right, right. Master Chief Collection is amazing. Initially, Master Chief Collection was not in very good shape, okay? Master Chief Collection was not in very good shape when it first came out. It was highly criticized. It had a lot of problems. Um, it was it was pretty worrying. 
Uh, if you guys haven't smashed the like button yet, feel free to do that. Roll us over to 200. We have almost 400 viewers. Strong start for the day. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Appreciate you very, very much. We will be watching the Microsoft Extended Stream later. We will be doing Q&A. We will be doing a poll. Right now, we're discussing Halo multiplayer and why I think it has so much potential. The Halo Infinite multiplayer overview is is sort of on a loop right now if you missed any of this footage or if you see anything. I think I already saw the AR zoom in in one of the shots. Again, it's not an ADS in the traditional sense, but it did zoom in a little bit. Master Chief Collection was dog water. Now it's like gold. Been playing with my little cousins. Yeah, yeah. And and see, that, that tide turn for me is one of the reasons I feel really good about Infinite. I'm like, everybody that talks about the Master Chief Collection is like, oh my gosh, it's so good now. It's so good. And I'm like, really? So they turned that around, did they? Interesting. I wonder how much that helped them shape Infinite. I wonder how much that shaped the Halo Infinite Battle Pass. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Every time I hear people talking about the 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 Halo Master Chief Collection now, it's like, no, yeah, they turned that ship all the way around, you know. The extended Microsoft conference is at 1 p.m. Eastern. We will go over to a second stream about 30 minutes early to co-stream that. So hopefully you're here this afternoon for that. We are going to experiment with the poll feature in chat today. We did get that feature unlocked by YouTube. Uh, and we'll test that out, and then we will also do some Q&A later in the afternoon. We have other gaming news today, not just 343 uh, and, and multiplayer in Halo Infinite. We have information on how Battlefield 2042 will use bots, the Breath of the Wild 2 map, as well as how Back for Blood is going to treat DLC. The problem with Halo multiplayer is that there's no weapon death. All of the weapons are the same. There's no customization like attachments similar to COD or similar roles like or different roles like D2. Those are all of the things that I think are going to make people really, really enjoy Halo. I, I, I actually think those are things that are going to make people like it. I will say this. As someone who has never played Halo, this has me interested in the multiplayer. I was very worried about Halo Infinite, right? You mean weapon depth. There's no weapon depth. I was like, weapon depth? What the frick? All the weapons are the same. There is no customization. Well, they'll do customization more than likely in appearance and colors and stuff. But yeah, I actually think that's the appeal to people is they don't want to worry about God roll this or ability spam that. Or listen, I'm telling you right now, we're going to get into it today. I don't like covering Destiny. I don't like that game or that company anymore. But I'm telling you right now, there is... There is a a destiny factor here. There is. There is a there is a destiny factor at play in Halo Infinite. I'm telling you right now there is. Um they are they are not they're they're not necessarily targeting the Halo audience, okay? They're not. I'm sorry, the I'm sorry, the Destiny audience. Halo Infinite is not targeting the Destiny audience, but there is a Destiny factor here. There is. A six-year-long franchise that continues to struggle to deliver a consistent PvP experience and consistently gets feedback that essentially describes this game, I think is going to be a factor, right? 
Can't wait for this game to get the Halo heads out of Destiny PvP. If this game, uh, mark my words, if Halo Infinite multiplayer is a hit, the Crucible numbers in Destiny will take another hit. They will. They'll take another hit. They've already taken a hit because of Stasis. Stasis Stasis has already, already, has I think, has driven people away from playing. I think franchise fatigue has driven people away from playing, and I think that stasis has driven people away from playing and when this launches if it's a hit you're gonna see the numbers in crucible get pretty doggone low they're already not that great okay they're already not that great and here's the thing here's the thing i i I know i'm walking into a room that i don't want to go into but but if my theory is correct and Bungie is going to sell Witch Queen with the new subclass, okay? If we if we go all the way back to my theories about what Bungie's plans are, all right? Th- th- there was literally an article where they said they knew when they launched Stasis that they were going to they were going to have to nerf it, okay? Like they knew that. They admitted that in a, in an interview recently. I think it was a PC Gamer article that I that I retweeted and just kind of laughed. It was like we all said this. Well, you're you're admitting what we already knew, right? <laughs> you're admitting what we already knew. We knew when you shipped Stasis, there was no way that you shipped that like thinking it was ready to go, right? So, if my theory is correct, and Witch Queen lands early next year with a new subclass and they de- and they're basically going to spend the rest of this year whittling stasis back okay they're going to nerf it back into a corner and then the new subclass lands in witch queen i'm telling you right now i'm telling you right now it'll drive even more players into the arms of halo you know what i mean Some of you don't get it. You're complaining that McDonald's is cheap, greasy, and fast. That's the point. If you don't like it, don't go there. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what made me stop playing D2 PvP. Uh, the commuted players were being jerked around on purpose, and they planned to do it again and again. Yep. Yeah. Because you're going to land. You're going to land in the Crucible. There's going to be a brand new subclass, and it's going to be running the show. And you're going to feel like if I don't buy Witch Queen... I can't compete. That's what happened with Stasis. People called it pay to win, and it's about the closest they've ever gotten to pay to win. Okay? It's about the closest they've ever gotten to pay to win. When Stasis was at its absolute worst, it's still in bad shape, but when it was at its absolute worst, that's about the closest that game has ever been to pay to win. Like you 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 gotta you have got to to to, to have Stasis to compete, okay? I believe they're gonna do it again with Witch Queen. And I think by then, that community, that Crucible PvP community is just going to be so sick of it. They're going to be like, I can't take this anymore. Halo Infinite Multiplayer is free. It's balanced. It's fun. They're doing stuff every season. They're doing events. The the, the armor is awesome. You know? And Oh, oh, and it's built on Microsoft servers. So can we all stand and clap for it not being peer-to-peer garbage? Like, I'm telling you right now, Destiny will be a factor in Halo Infinite's committed, loyal player base. Right? They nerfed Stasis into the ground last Thursday. I mean, that's right on time. That's right on time. I, 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 
half a year ago I told folks that was gonna happen where's the where's the video stasis is OP on purpose where's my video where I said what's the date on that video where I said this is by design it was meant to sell DLC and they're gonna spend the rest of this year nerfing it down to get ready for witch queen and that's exactly what they're doing so I'm, I'm telling you that'll be a factor because that player base, that PvP player base, they still have half a million people going in every day. <clears throat> it was admitted in a PvP podcast from DCP, the stasis thing. Yeah, they admitted that they knew it needed nerfed coming out of the box. They admitted that. They knew it needed nerfed coming out of the box. Why? Because it was balance wasn't a priority. The priority was selling a DLC. DLC was all that mattered. You should post that video and say, I told you so on Twitter. Embrace the big brain. Your video is from four months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, they, they, that's fine. They can ban, they can ban their profit. I was, I was the destiny profit. That's fine. I don't give a frick. I don't give a frick about that game anymore. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be a factor. That'll be a factor. 100%. They, there is there is half a million people that play that game every day in Crucible. And do you know how many of them? Do you know how many of them are chomping at the bit for a game like Halo Infinite? Half a million. Now, that's just daily. you got to think about unique logins. Unique logins week to week after six years of Destiny, they're going to they're gonna clamor to try this game out because it's literally free. You can just try it out. You can get all your buddies to try it out. All it's going to take is one guy, one guy from a group of seven or eight to be like, dude, it's good. And then they'll all go download it and play it. You know, I don't normally play PvP, but this Halo PvP looks like something I can get into. All these folks saying they won't be back because of stasis. Yeah, you see you day one witch clean like you do every year. You do understand that the PvP numbers have been the most tumultuous that they've ever been, Big Mouth Strike. You understand that, right? They spiked way up for the most recent season, and in the week after, they plummeted faster than I've ever seen them plummet because they were just like, I'm, I can't freaking do this anymore. I, I, I think, yeah, they'll come back for Witch Queen, and then that new subclass will take over the Crucible, and then everybody will be angry, and then they'll stop playing again. Or they'll go back to playing this. They'll go back to playing this. There is, at this moment, this is a moment in gaming history that has Halo Infinite prized to take not the crown, but a crown, okay? There is an arena vacancy right now. There is not a game right now that you can play that offers this experience, except for Destiny. Try to convince anybody who's either played it or has never played it to go play Destiny PvP right now. Try to convince them. If they've never played it, they're not going to understand peer-to-peer and the trading and the lag. They're not going to understand that. If they have played it, they're not going to understand stasis, right? Is Halo going to be on PC? Yes. Like, you see what I'm saying? Try and convince... When this comes out, and this is totally 100% free, trying to convince somebody to play this ain't going to be hard. Yo, dude, it's Friday night, man. Let's boot up. Let's boot up and go play some CTF, man. Let's go. Let's go. That's an easy sell. That's an easy sell. Try and convince somebody to boot up Destiny's PvP. Come on. Try. They're both free. Destiny's Destiny's free to play. You know what I'm saying? Try. Try. Try and see how it goes. 
I think Destiny's PvP is going to absolutely tank because of Microsoft has dedicated servers and good anti-cheat. Yeah, we haven't even talked about anti-cheat. <laughs> the Friday, uh, the, the Friday and the Monday before I got banned from that game, I consistently talked about how going into free-to-play and not having proper anti-cheat was just brain-dead stupid. Like, that was just one of the dumbest things they could do. Like, you talk about not caring about your player base. Like, that's like a meme, right? Like, developers don't care about their player base. It's like a big meme. They say every every game, every game company apparently doesn't care about your player base. You convert your game to free-to-play and don't have front-facing anti-cheat, then you don't care about your player base, brother. Come on. You knew what was going to happen. What was it, a 96% increase in cheating after they went free-to-play in the months that followed? You know? Now, we don't exactly know how, how Microsoft and 343 are going to handle cheating. They've not spoken to it. That's not really a marketing talking point. Hey, we want to talk about our game, you know. We want to talk about this game. We want to get everybody excited about our game. They're not going to talk about anti-cheat. They'll probably talk about that closer to launch, I would think. Because that's going to be a question. That's going to be a question. Despite the state of Crucible, on a core level, the gameplay speed and movement are more fun. If Halo is too slow, uh, they won't like it. That's why I was interested in Sprint Dash. Okay, so I'm not seeing anything here that wouldn't work for people that like Destiny. I'm not. I've shoutcasted a lot of Destiny. I've, I've actually shoutcasted a lot of different games. And from what I can see in this in this footage, the movement and the speed and the and the and the map design, I, I don't think anybody's gonna play this and be like, it's too slow. Nah, I don't think so. I really, really don't. <laughs> the PvP numbers are dropping, but the total player base is still there. How does that how doesn't that make sense? Um, your statement makes no sense. What does Zerlock say? Uh, what does Zerlock say about the player base numbers? They left PvP, but they're still playing the game. No, I don't agree with that, Zerlock. I just checked the numbers the other day, and PVE looks like a normal, like normal numbers to me, and PvP is it is down in the five hundred thousands. It's down at half a mil. The movement looks too slow. That's one of the reasons I can't play older Halo games anymore. Well, you know what? You know what's so great about this debate about is it going to be too slow? Does it look too slow? This is this is the greatest thing that we can say in this discussion. You can try it for free. <laughs> Just play it, baby. Download it and install it and and make up your own mind. Is the map design the right size combined with their new sprint and movement speed to create action, to create excitement? Are the vehicles enough to create those those space opportunities, right? You can play it. You just play it. You just try it. You can watch the trailer and like wrinkle your nose and say, I don't know. It might be too slow. You know what's great? You can just try it. You can just see if it's any good. Just jump in and play. Oh, and if you feel like playing the uh, if you feel like playing the campaign, no problem. It's in Game Pass. You know what I mean? It's in Game Pass. The incentive will be key for Halo. If it's just hit rank fifty five like old Halo, people will struggle to be incentivized. Oh, oh, but don't you see? 
don't you see? They can stand on the shoulders of Fortnite and Warzone and even Destiny, and they can do their battle passes completely and utterly different. And do you want to know why? They have already... They have already learned how to do battle passes with their own Master Chief collection. You know what I mean? Most D2 Crucible players are in there for quest bounties and weeklies. I really wonder how many daily Crucible logins in that game are just people doing stuff like going through the motions and they're not even like a, a diehard fan of Crucible. It is, it is a curious thing. <clears throat> I'm not a PvP player, but I will play Halo PvP because it's a level playing field. Right. Yeah, it feels more accessible, right? Now, this is a question. This is a question. Yo, Sergeant Miko 52, I didn't see this hit the chat. You joined as a member about 40 minutes ago. Thank you for that. Hey, if you're new and you're in the audience, we're debating Halo multiplayer infinite infinite multiplayer. I can't talk. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel so you can talk in chat. We're going to do a poll here in a moment in the chat. You won't have to leave. It's a new feature that we got turned on on our channel. So yay. Thank you, YouTube, for that. Um, Smash the like button if you're enjoying your time here this morning as well. Let's roll those likes over to 300. There's got to be... We only need 80 likes. There's got to be 80 of you that haven't clicked like yet. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So thanks for the big turnout. Thanks for the lively chat. You guys are wonderful. Keep Keep the conversation going. Enjoying the back and forth destiny's dad is going to be the one who kills destiny popcorn please it's two star wars no 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 no. hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on there there would be nothing that would bring me i i would get a lot of joy from bungie getting some comeuppance you know after after what they did to me okay i I would like to see it i would (laughs) i would like to see it happen to purple as well and all the people that did did what they did to me. They'll they'll get their due in time, okay? But let's be clear about something. Halo Infinite is not going to kill Destiny, okay? The core community and the core appeal of Destiny has a long future ahead of it. It does. It does. Yo, Rabid Space Dog with the blue badge on membership. Thank you for rejoining. If you guys have never joined a YouTube channel before, you can click the join button or we have a join command, exclamation point join. Five tiers of membership. They start at $5 a month. You get a badge. You get really cool emotes with my silly face. Uh, you get increased access in our Discord. And we do Q&A later in the show. You submit a question in the YouTube chat and it ends up on my screen. That is something for members only. Drive-by light drop. Just pop in and say good morning. Good morning, heartless one. Keeping that joystick, keeping the joystick lively. Appreciate that. I still don't believe it exists, but I hope Infinite Multiplayer does have Sprint. Do does yo, but doesn't have Sprint. Oh, I think it does. ADJC, I think it does. We 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 gotta we gotta be honest here. We gotta be honest here, right? the 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 nature the nature of 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 Destiny. It will not be will not be snuffed out by the likes of another game okay but I'm telling you right now I'm telling you right now the crucible numbers will take a a temporary and potentially permanent hit from this game they will no doubt the week this launches crucible numbers will hit an all-time low whatever season that you're in whatever season you're in when this comes out, the crucible numbers will hit an all-time low. Now, will that effect be long-lasting? That's a question mark 
for the game like will infinite deliver will it be that game will it be that moment of this is it this is the game we've been waiting for this is the arena vacancy filler there is not an arena shooter right now filling that vacancy in a good way not at all that's that's the question that is Stop with the anti-sprint. We need to progress and move with the industry, not against it. You got to choose your battles, right? You got to choose your battles, ADJC. What, what's poor sign? What's poor sign saying? We already know it does, but it's a slower sprint with the base speed increased. Okay, okay. You got to choose your battles. If you want Halo to grow and evolve, you got to choose what you're okay with and what you're not. You got to meet people in the middle here, right? So ADJC being like, no sprint, please no sprint, please no sprint. Listen, listen, you got to give me something, all right? You got to give me something. If I can't have speed, agility, you know, in-air movement or dodges and things like that, that's fine. You would say that that's not traditional Halo. You got to give me a little bit of a sprint. Can you give me a light jog, please? Like something, you got you got to meet people in the middle if you want this game to get out of you know the 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 early two thousands. <laughs> you got to get this game out of two thousand and one, man. You know it's twenty it's twenty years old, okay. And 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 if you if you got it, you got to be willing to meet in the middle on some of this stuff, or it'll be dead on arrival. It'll be dead on arrival because people are gonna say the same thing. They're gonna be like, ah, oh, no. Has there ever been another game that's been killed by release of a competitive game? Now, the Overwatch versus Battleborn... Okay, the Overwatch versus Battleborn was... That's like the stars aligning and a planet getting nuked, okay? That is so rare for something like that to happen, you know? It really is. It really is. And, to be fair, Battleswap here... There we go. Hey, if you're in the live audience, that was a little bit of a blip. We just switched ingest servers. No problem. If anybody in chat says anything, just tell them to refresh. I don't know why that seems to happen on days where we're really cruising, but uh, was not on my end. That was something on YouTube. Um, We're out of the era where no sprint is acceptable in a F- FPS games. Right, yeah. We're not there anymore. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um... But the Overwatch Battleborn situation, that's such a rarity for something like that to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just so rare. I, I, I don't I don't think that's you're ever gonna see the stars align like that ever again. The similarities between Battleborn and Overwatch were just uncanny. It just they were just uncanny. No sprint, I'm sorry it would be terrible. Games are too fast paced to be like C E and I've been a fan since Combat Evolved. Uh, it wouldn't work to have no sprint. It has to be a fast pace. I would say it has to be faster than its predecessors, but it doesn't need to be super fast. Does that make sense? It doesn't need to be super fast. Yeah, another blip. Yeah, there's usually a second blip after the first. Whenever I get bumped in just servers, there's usually like a ripple effect, and then we should be fine. Um... So that's one of the things with the sprint and the speed discussion about Halo is th- there's there has to be a middle ground where we say Halo Infinite is faster than its predecessors, but it is not a fast game. Does that make sense? 
I don't think anybody is going to come on the other side of Halo Infinite multiplayer from the gameplay that I've seen. I've watched very closely these instances here, that there, this little fight, that strafing and jumping, okay? I'm not seeing anything that indicates to me this game is going to be described as a fast-paced game. It will be faster than its predecessors, but it will still be Halo. It'll still be Halo. Is there a slide? Yes. I think they even show a slide a couple of times in this footage. Um, haven't seen a slide yet. I think they show a slide in this footage somewhere. Or maybe that's in the multiplayer trailer. I took a couple days vacation. I come back to Lono wearing some wrist bling. So my daughter gave me this one because she wears the same one. Hers is a little bit smaller and she said she wanted me to wear it so we could match. And so I tell her that I wear this and when I, uh, it's to think about her. And then I wear this to think about my son because it's tough, you know, and he had like a little black ring finger. And then my, my wedding band is red and black. So this is red and black. So I tell him, I said, this is a thing about you. This is a thing about, you know, my son. And then this is a thing about mama. Well, where you both came from because it's red and black. Get it? So I don't know. I thought it was corny, but. It's what I said to him, and I meant it, because, it, you know, I'm down here a lot, and it's, uh, it's a great way to kind of keep them on my mind. No ADS, no fast pace, no thank you. Removing Halo players from the rest of the gaming landscape. LOL, yes. No, 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 no. You, you need them. You need them, okay? You do. You absolutely need them. If you don't, if you don't have the base Halo fans jumping into this game, it's, oh, man, it's DOA. You need them. Listen, if you're out there and you're a long-standing Halo player and you're toxic and awful and you teabag people in, in, in every game you play, even if it's Cooking Mama, like, we need you, okay? We, you, could, you could tone down the toxicity a little bit, but we need you, okay? We need you. We know that Halo players can be the most toxic. <laughs> we, they can. They can. They can truly be the most toxic. Uh, it's clear that, uh, that some of the, the community managers for Destiny... They've just, they weren't prepared, you know, for Destiny players. Uh, <laughs> they're a little too sensitive for Destiny players. Destiny players are extremely rough around the edges. <laughs> they're extremely rough around the edges. And we need them. We need them for this game to be successful. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Creature about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I think this game's got a lot of potential. I said, we need to make sure and, and cover it and, and, and really dig in and, and give our commentary on it, right? And he was like, dude, I don't know, man. He's like, he's like, Halo players are some of the worst, dude. <laughs> he's like, they're some of the worst. I was like, that's okay. I said, like, that's okay. We will appeal to the Halo fans that are in their late 20s, early 30s that are a little bit more stable and not so toxic, right? We, we, we can appeal to the adults uh, in the room. Uh, we, we, we can. <laughs> we teabag everything. That's right. Corny for kids is the way to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. We um we just had a really good evening last night. You ever just having one of those evenings with your family where you're like, "Am I in a movie or a sitcom?" Like everybody's laughing and getting along, and you're having really good, you know, jokes and and mirth. I would describe it as mirth. We had a really good therapy session last night, and uh, it was just like, man, things are just good right now. You know, I was uh, it was about a year ago. And when everything happened, and right before it happened, I remember when we first moved into this house, I re- uh, I quoted that office scene where Andy says, you know, I wish you could know when you're in the good old days, when you're actually in them. 
And I remember telling my wife when we first moved in here, I said, I think we're in the good old days right now. It's such a sweet time with the kids and, you know, new house and just everything, everything's going well. And then obviously, you know, there was, there was a hurricane on the horizon waiting for us. But, but, uh, I don't know, just the last couple of nights, I've just been like, I feel good. I'm, I'm, I've been sleeping better. I'm not, I, I'm off the melatonin. I'm falling asleep and sleeping and sleeping really well. Um, and, uh, it just feels, it just feels good, man. It does. So for those of you that are new, I'm, I, I don't know. I can get a little mushy sometimes. I can get a little sentimental. Uh, and my wife and I have been rewatching Lost. So like every night I'm crying in front of the television. <laughs> uh, Halo will be dead to a lot of people if the movement isn't faster. The animation of running is just better than walking. Sprint was the best ability in Reach because it just felt better. Okay, 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 okay. What is tonight's game? It's not Friday, Kale. Your week's off. Oh, you mean this afternoon. I'm actually not playing a game this afternoon. We'll be co-streaming the Xbox Extended Showcase. We will be doing that uh, this afternoon. Okay? So, let's try out this new feature. Let's try out this poll. Alright. Does Halo Infinite um, need Sprint uh, in in the game. Let's just try this. I want to see how this works. Yes or no. Does Halo Infinite need Sprint in the game? Ask your community. Alright, let's see how this works. There it is. There it is. We now have a poll that can run in the chat. I don't... Can I... How do I stop? Oh, I just hit end poll. Okay. There you go. Get your votes in right now. If you're lurking and not paying attention... Use that in-game. Uh, we're we're going to start using this instead. You don't have to leave the stream now to take our polls. And, uh, you know, periodically, we could do maybe more than one poll a day. All right? So get those get those votes in. We just got that feature turned on. Yeah, it works on mobile. Super slick. Thank you, YouTube, for new features and us not having to wait for them. We just need clipping now. Please, YouTube. Can we manifest clipping on this channel? That would be stupendous. That would be stupendous. The pull feature is great on mobile for me. Nice. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Oh, you're talking about Sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got 147 votes. Keep those votes coming in, guys. We'll let that run for a little while. Um, I like this poll so much better. Yeah, you don't have to leave, you know? And while you're while you're typing and while you're interacting with the screen, roll the likes over to 300. And hey... If you haven't clicked subscribe yet this morning, consider doing that. We would love to earn your sub. I do a Monday through Friday talk show just like this. Every day we're here. I'm a safe for work broadcaster, so you don't have to worry about the kind of language I'm going to use. A lot of people throw me on in the background and treat me like video game radio. In the afternoon, we typically play a game, but this afternoon, we will be covering and co-streaming the Xbox Extended Showcase. They're sort of extending their E3. Victor Garcia renewing their membership. Thank you for doing that, Victor, and getting that blue badge. If you guys haven't ever clicked the join button on a stream before, consider doing that today. We would love to get the membership numbers to go up. We're looking to try to get to about 1,000 members. We're still in the low 800s. And we have brought back Q&A. That's later in the show, and that is members only. You actually can type your question in chat, and it ends up on screen. It's pretty dope. Uh, Love the poll feature. Let's go. Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's nice. I wonder if we're going to get more votes, too. Like, we got 200 votes faster than I think we've ever gotten 200 votes. (laughs) Usually, I'm sitting here being like, oh, we don't even have 100 votes yet. So, I think it'll be a better feature to run 
in the chat so very excited and that 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 spurs on the debate and the discussion so i want to know something right now all right i want to know something 12 percent of the people that took the poll said no why why are you saying no to sprint in halo we want to hear from you debate is something that we love to do here and discuss talk in the chat let us know give us a little sentence or two explanation of why you're like no 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 no. i don't want sprint in halo we would love to hear from you death coming in with a five dollar tip in the super chat my man thank you death for the five spot you the best i thought you said halo multiplayer in your short I don't understand what the question is. That's what we're covering right now. Halo multiplayer over you. Halo Infinite multiplayer is literally like right there. Um, Lono is helping YouTube to fix your streaming platform. I am getting uh, potential schedules of feedback calls and sessions with YouTube. Um, hey, somebody ordered some coffee like 40 minutes ago. I didn't call it out. Four bags for Mithrax. Mithrax, settle down. Settle down, Mithrax. Just a little tip. Stop at three bags or go all the way to like eight because you're, you're, you're spending quite a bit on shipping once you roll over to four bags. Just a tip for the future, all right? All right? Um, I may, I may, I'll oversee that one, Mithrax. I may give you a little love on that order. I may, I may, uh, I may say thank you. I may throw in an extra bag because the shipping when you bump up to four bags is kind of redonkulous. Um, so, if you're going to do two bags, do three. If you're going to do four bags, bump up to like six or eight or something because the shipping is ridiculous. So keep it at three. You know, do one bag or three. Two, if you're going to do two, roll up to three is kind of the logic. We're going to start to try to make that clear on the coffee uh, checkout system to make it clear like bundles with shipping and stuff. Like if you're going to bump up from one bag to two, you might as well do three because shipping is the same. Does that make sense? If you're, if you're, uh, just do one bag then, right? That's the cheapest shipping. If you're going to roll up to four bags, well, stock up because you just paid a lot for shipping. So. <clears throat> Sell bigger bags. I don't have the ability to do that. We order it in bulk, so. We see supply running low. We're starting to hoard. <laughs> I think sprint is bad if the TTK is too long. And people can just disengage and run away. Okay, that's actually really good feedback from Super Big King. Sprint is bad if time to kill is too long and people can just disengage and run away. That's actually a very, very good point. Uh, this is something This is something that was common in Destiny one of the last times I played it. There were so many... Uh, evasive maneuvers that gunfights were rare. You could just leave the lane and end the gunfight and then you'd catch up with the person later and they would kill you with an ability or a power weapon or a shotgun or something. So that actually is very good feedback. There is nothing worse than the he's a one-tap escape artist, right? He's a one-tap! He's a one-tap! And like Harry Houdini, like the guy's just an escape artist. He just keeps getting around the corners and getting away. Like, one-tap escape artists are just infuriating, right? Yeah, this is a brand new feature. This is a brand new poll feature. We already have almost 300 votes. There's a poll in chat right now. Guys, does Halo Infinite need sprint in the game? Let us know. Those of you that are saying no are giving good feedback in the chat. We just got some pretty good feedback on, hey, listen, the TTK, man, you gotta be careful. You you do. There, there's a And see, this is why balancing shooters and games like this are, uh, it's such a it's such a fine-tuned 
thing, right? People forget how long it takes to heal, and they made it uh, in five. If you were sprinting, you couldn't heal. That's not good feedback uh, because it's false. No, no, no. He didn't say it. He didn't say it was. He says if the TTK is too long. He was. He was saying sprint can be bad if it was a conditional thing. He wasn't saying that it was right. You you miss you misheard the the way that he phrased it, Fuzzy. Um, Star Wars Visions is being done by Bones. What are you talking? What is that? I spent like five minutes refreshing the community tab. Oh yeah, it's in the chat, Coyote. It's in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a chat feature now. It's a chat feature now. Has Halo ever had a TTK issue in its lifetime? I don't know. Jesse says, I think personal AI is an amazing feature. It really gives you the feel that you're on, you are your own Spartan, and it adds a layer of personalization of your character, and that's just great and genuine. I Yeah, I like that. So, um... What Jesse is talking about is you have like a personal AI that like commentates the game and does all these different things for you and you can change it according to your liking. You can sort of say, hey, I want it to sound like this or or like this. So strong start today, guys. Thank you so much. 16% of the people that have clicked on this video today did so off of a suggestion. So if you found my stream or my channel for the first time today, thank you for clicking on that. Uh, we do a four hour live stream Monday through Friday like this, where it's a talk show and then gameplays in the afternoon. But this afternoon, we're going to be watching the Microsoft extended showcase. So be sure you're here for that. About 6% of you came in off a notification. So, so thank you to the faithful subs that have been here today. We greatly appreciate that. Those of you that clicked on the noti or the channel page, uh, and those of you that found us through suggested. We appreciate you checking out the channel for maybe the first time ever. Um, we have been breaking down Halo for a while. If you missed some of my previous coverage, I was actually really concerned uh, for this game. I was. And my concern has subsided significantly uh, this week from everything that they uh, they showed. Love the poll. It's so much better having the poll in chat, man. I really, really hope this is like a, a dim glimmer of what YouTube has planned for live streams. We, I'm, I, you know, we, we need to maybe update the poll command. Um, edit, uh, edit com poll. If there is a poll, it will be listed at the top of the chat box when it is live. There you go. There. We got to edit the poll command. There's no re- you don't have to leave anymore. You don't have to leave anymore. It's right there in the chat. Over 300 votes already. 89% are saying we need sprint. 89% are saying we do. 11% are saying no. We already had some good feedback. If a player knows how to position themselves so they can disengage if they are losing a gunfight, you can't be mad about that. That th- that's good pushback, Taro. That is. That that that's good pushback, right? There, that is a that is a an issue sometimes where they're just a smarter player than you. They know when they're going to lose the fight and they disengage. Movement slow, TTK slow, boring weapons, says Eugene. My three complaints in a nutshell since combat have all launched. And Eugene, do you see anything in this trailer that that even smells like they've put enough in the recipe to convince you otherwise? I mean, I imagine you'll try it out, but curious what you uh what you're saying 
I thought you said you were going to play Halo multiplayer. That was when we thought the Microsoft stream was at 11 o'clock, Agent, and we were just going to bake it into this video. It's at 1, so we can't do that. We're going to do two streams, and that means gameplay will probably not happen today. Doom with a $5 tip through Super Chat. The vehicle combat in Halo is a big deal. Looks like they nailed it. The attention to detail is what's going to drive this multiplayer. I'm definitely excited. Thank you for the $5 tip through Super Chat, Doom, and for your thoughts. Sounds like you aren't a Halo PvP fan. He's not. He's not. Eugene is saying, since combat evolved, he has not been a fan of Halo. And nothing in these trailers and this footage is convincing him to change his mind and you know what is good about that there then he won't play it and expect otherwise right now he can try it it's free so he can try it and and make up his own mind but more than likely if he's that predisposed since combat evolved he's going to be a hard sell he's going to be a hard sell you're you're not you're not going to sell him on the game and that's totally fine do you know what games i don't like i don't like turn-based RPGs and I don't like rogues so you know what happens when I play one I go into it knowing I'm probably not going to like it very much and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that now I play rogues and other game types on this channel and on the gaming channel why well because I like to showcase them for you we played Blade Assault and I I was like this is a great game for people that like rogues I'm not going to go back and play it but those of you that like rogues will probably really really enjoy it you know what I mean at this point I think Eugene hates video games in general oh no 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 he plays lots of games to completion and he enjoys them very much it's just certain games he's like nah you know and listen if imagine a video game uh, imagine a gamer who likes two games and that's all they like okay and that's all they play if they're having fun and they're having a good time and they're saving their pennies, right? Then that's good, right? Like he's saying in chat right now, he's not going to come into the game and complain about hoping that it changes uh, a la Halo fans and other games. That's right. That's right. What he's saying is, is over the last six years, all of the all of the Halo fans that play Destiny hoping that it becomes something else and it never will and it never has. Destiny will never be this. It'll never be Halo. Bleep says, Map design also impacts the Houdini effect. If it always is a small cluttered map, then it's easier to sprint to safety, even if you're running in the open. It looks like these maps are a good mix of open and close quarters cluttered, so if you're out in the open, sprinting may delay, but it won't necessarily save you from the inevitable. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> I know, I know, I'm just giving a hard time. I know, I know. The poll is lopsided. Yeah, yeah. 337 people have voted on today's poll. A lot of votes already. Does Halo Infinite need sprint in the game? Yes or no? What do you think? If you're new, let us know. If you want to type in the chat, if you answered no or yes on that poll, we'd love to hear your reasoning. Let us know in chat. You do need to be a subscriber to talk in chat. We have daily discussions and polls like this about all kind of gaming topics. And today on the docket is Halo Infinite Multiplayer. Eugene is super critical of some games, but he typically has good and valid points. On occasion, he's foolish, but aren't we all? That's right. That's right. 
you know what we're going to end up debating? You know what we're going to end up debating? And I'm sure Eugene will be here for that day. I'm going to do a stream. I don't know when. Maybe next week. There's going to be two two Breath of the Wild streams that we're going to do. One of the streams is going to be Breath of the Wild 2 is not DLC or just a DLC question mark for people to like, is he, is he saying it's a DLC? Right? Letting you know my tricks here. Second, we're going to debate weapon breaking because everybody's weighing in on weapon breaking. Going to be great streams. Don't bring it up right now. I'm just letting you know that it's coming. That's another reason to be subscribed. You can come in for hot debates, even about games that you're not necessarily into. We have really, really good discussions, breakdowns, debates. It's always fun. And because I'm safe for work, you don't got to worry about us getting into some like nasty fight. We keep it respectful. You know what I mean? Uh, Sean Harris says, I think a dodge or a dash has a bigger effect on the Houdini effect. I personally don't want that in the game, but I do want sprint. Yes, if you're familiar with Destiny, the hunters tend to be very popular for this reason. A lateral dodge is a humongous uh, power and utility on the battlefield because you can literally just leave a shooting lane. You're like, oh, I'm losing the fight, whoop, and you just you just dodge out of it, right? So I would uh, I would say that is going to be. A, uh, a factor in Halo is if you can't dodge out if you can't then um, you're you're gonna hopefully not have too much of as I called it or as as bleep called it in response to me mentioning Houdini the Houdini effect right the the one tap Houdini effect like I've almost got this guy I've almost got this guy and he's gone he's 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 out of the way and now he gets to go you know he gets to live to fight another day you know They've had a dodge in past entries, but it's never been that good. The Samurai Armor will be in first season Battle Pass, which probably will be free. No, I think they said the Battle Passes will cost. Now, they may be very generous opening season to really, really get people to buy into the idea. Uh, But they also indicated if you get to like season three or four and you want to go back and work on season two, you can. Zero FOMO on the Battle Pass. Zero FOMO. What's FOMO, Lono? Uh, FOMO is fear of missing out. You'll commonly see that term, F-O-M-O, FOMO, thrown around. FOMO is fear of missing out. It's what drives people to engage or buy because they're worried they're going to miss out on what everybody else is doing. So they're not buying out of desire or engaging out of desire. They're gauging, they're engaging or buying out of a fear, out of fear. As Fear and desire can be similar and interwoven, but fear is a strong motivator, even if it's fear of embarrassment, fear of missing out, fear of criticism, whatever. Fear is a very strong motivator, and a lot of companies use fear to get people to purchase things or to engage in their game. Who doesn't know what FOMO means? Mike, I'm here to tell you, every time FOMO comes up, there's somebody in chat that's like, what's FOMO? Yeah. I come here... Uh, FOMO information about games. Nailed it. You did. Totally nailed it. One of my favorite things in Modern Family is Phil Dunphy and his son always kind of competing for jokes like that. He's like, oh, you nailed it. He's like, that was so good. So that's how I feel about uh, you, what you just did. Seven days to go for uh, Pirate's Life and Sea of Thieves. Seven days. You know, 
uh, uh, rocking them bangs. Uh, and then we'll put a little fire. Where's the fire? How do I not have fire as a commonly used... What? Oh, there it is. There we go. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay. Yeah, seven days to a pirate's life. We're going to make sure and check that out. I'm hoping that we might get more information today in the extended... Uh, in the extended stream, the showcase, uh, the extended showcase stream. Now, I had a guy, this is on subject with Halo Infinite, I had a guy, you know a guy, I had a guy get up my nose in the YouTube comments, and he said that all of these games, Halo included, are going to be in Steam. Has that been confirmed or spoken about anywhere? Because... Because, yeah, it's not seven days. It's closer than that. Yeah, it's like five days away. Um, anyway, sorry about the Halo. It was somebody somebody posted that on Instagram, and they, they must have posted it a couple of days ago. So, yeah, it's five days. Sorry. Um, I'm actually curious. Have they said Infinite will be in Steam? Have they officially said that? Halo Infinite is on Steam. Life is great with a $5 tip says, A sprint dash or increase on movement speed I'm okay with. Thank you. You are, without a doubt, the worst streamer I have ever heard of. But you have heard of me. <laughs> uh, so they have said that. I just assumed they would throw everything in the Microsoft the Microsoft Marketplace. Oh, it's there right now. All the Halos are. See, this is where my misunderstanding happened. Phil Spencer, when he talked about their deal with Bethesda, he used a phrase that gave me the impression they were going to start to house everything in the Microsoft Marketplace. Because he said, you know, everything, the platforms where Game Pass lives, or however he phrased it, right? However he phrased phrased it. And so I was like, I was operating on the assumption that they were just going to start to house everything in their own, in their own storefront, basically. You know? If there is a poll, it will be listed at the top of the chat box when it is live. Yeah, it's there. Almost 400 votes on the poll. You guys are the best. Master Chief Collection. Yeah, Soul just posted a picture. Halo Infinite is 100% in Steam. Yeah, I was operating on a bad assumption. I was. I was operating on a bad assumption. Will PC users ruin Halo Infinite multiplayer like they did with Call of Duty? That remains to be seen. It remains to be seen what their anti-cheat looks like because I'm here to tell you they're going to need it. They're going to need it, right? 100% going to need it. They, they without a doubt, are going to need really, really good anti-cheat for one reason. It's free to play. If you make your multiplayer free to play, you better be freaking prepared for the storm heading your way. Ravenous zit-faced losers that are gonna cheat like you better be ready they are coming like zombies pouring over a mountainside they're coming for your game and they will absolutely eviscerate it you're you're, you're talking about you're talking about <clears throat> the there is a there is a, a growing problem a growing problem in in gaming right now and it's the economy of cheating right the economy of cheating. The economy of cheating being that there are companies, persons, and organizations 
that make millions, you know, from from designing and distributing cheats. It's 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 there's an industry of cheating. There's an economy of cheating now. My zits are offended. That's right. Sprint isn't needed, says more Megadeth, but that also means the sizes of the maps and the base speed jumps and all that have to be adjusted to fit properly. If the entire game and its mechanics were built with Sprint in mind, then Sprint is needed. You have to understand something, though, more Megadeth. There is something that happens when you first boot up a game and you take a couple steps and then you sprint. There is something that happens. You know this is true. When you first boot up like a platformer, like Ori in the Blind Forest or Hollow Knight, you take a couple steps, you jump, you move around, you do your little melee attack, and you're like, ah, ah, this is this feels good, right? This feels good. So you're not you're not incorrect in what you're saying. You're not incorrect in what you're saying. But you can't really explain that to somebody who boots up the game and says, it just feels slow. It still feels slow. There's going to have to be an element of, as I said before, Halo Infinite is faster than its predecessors, but it's not going to be described as a fast game, if that makes sense. Being faster than your predecessors. It's like I have uh, I have a minivan, Okay. And when I get on the highway, I'm going faster than I'm going when I'm on my street where I live. Okay? When I'm on my street where I live, I'm doing 25 miles an hour. When I'm on the highway, you would say, he is going faster than he just was. But you would not describe my minivan as a fast vehicle. You wouldn't. It's not a sports car. It's not a race car. It's a minivan. It's built for utility of carrying persons and things not the uti- it's not full utility like a truck or something it's like it's like mid-lane utility vehicle it's a it's a Volkswagen it's a people wagon okay so the a folks wagon actually a folks literally a people wagon folks wagon anyways so to me there there is that is the distinction it, you got to be able to say it's faster than its predecessors, but no one's going to turn around and be like, oh, dude, Halo Infinite's a fast game. No, uh-uh. Still going to be Halo. And from what I see, it's not a fast game, but it's faster than its predecessors. Movement will be fast, but not explosive. It, it'll have bursts of speed, like Dash and Dodge. Halo Infinite PC devs are fighting hard against intrusive DRM. The Halo Infinite devs want you to know... Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is from PC Games. Halo Infinite... Uh, There's a ton of preventive problem solving uh, in developing the PC version. Producer Jeff Guy explains. Things like making sure our game plays nice with specific families of hardware or fighting hard to ensure... Uh, or fighting hard to ensure we don't add intrusive DRM to our game. Um... Kernel-level anti-cheat protections have proven especially controversial in the past few years as games like Doom Eternal, Riot's Valorant, and League of Legends, and even Genshin Impact, but devs have just as often walked back those plans as fans get uncomfortable with providing games such low-level access to their PCs. The rest of the blog details a whole lot of nice PC features, including crossplay with Xbox players through input-based matchmaking. They've got ultra-wide support for gameplay, cutscenes, menus, triple key binds, 
frame rate overlays, dynamic resolution, scaling, and seamless support for joining friends online through Xbox Live, Steam, and Discord alike. Um, so there, th- th- it seems that they don't want to do it. And, th- and the article says, The crowd-pleasing philosophy applies to the game's anti-cheat functionality. Security engineer Michael Van Kuypers says the team aims, quote, to make cheating more difficult in ways that don't involve kernel drivers or background services. We've done a lot of work securing the Slipspace engine and developing novel ways to protect and change the game to slow down cheat development. When people do cheat, we're focused on catching them through their behavior and not from data that we've harvested from their machines. So, right now, okay, right now, I am, uh, I I hear that and I get a little worried. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I I, I get a little worried. I I get a little worried. Because I'm like, man, you guys sound a lot like Bungie. (laughs) You sound a lot like Bungie, where you don't have anti-cheat, but you got a lot of fancy, fluffy words to make it sound like you're gonna get people to, you're gonna stop people from cheating in your own creative ways, right? You guys are sounding a little bit like Bungie, and right now, in the realm of stopping people from cheating, they're the Bush League. They're the Bush League player on the field. They're not doing a good job, you know. Now, because it is a brand, because they've seen this slipspace engine, okay, they could be baking things into the slipspace engine that does give them abilities that other games simply don't have. That is true and they could continue to go in and 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 shuffle things around to make things really hard on the cheaters um but the the, the, that last part of the paragraph has me a little worried we're gonna catch cheaters based on their behavior not data gathered from their machine so while that's comforting to people who you know imagine that they're playing a video game online and don't already have all their information seen by big brother um which is funny um the idea that people are like worried about Big Brother are going to hear that and be like, "Yay!" Um, you know, they they're not going to take data from my PC to to decide whether or not I'm cheating. They're going to base it off of my. Uh, I love his um, his. Uh, it just left my brain. It it just it it just left my brain. His shirt. I'm not looking at chat because someone's going to put it. Voltron, his Voltron shirt. I kept wanting to say Valorant. I'm like, I know that's not right. Honestly, if D2 uh, wasn't point to point and had deadies, it would likely be much harder to cheat, and the way Bungie handles cheaters would probably be enough. That is true, Gilly. Okay, actually, that's a really good point. The thing that we forget here is the minute you're on dedicated servers, the whole world changes in the realm of cheating. Whole world changes. Because if your behavior becomes anomalous, they can detect that on the fly and be like, now hang on a minute. (laughs) Hang on just a minute here. Like, if they can detect things client-side when you're on the server, they're detecting not something on your machine, they're detecting anomalous behavior. Well, you can't do that in a peer-to-peer game. In a peer-to-peer game, you gotta wait for reports to come through, and then you gotta run reports about their about their stats which doesn't necessarily analyze their behavior it simply analyzes their results it's worrisome for sure it seems really hard to develop a signature for cheating especially those that aren't completely blatant like precision shot rates 
How come they hip fire weapons in Halo Infinite? Can't you zoom weapons in Destiny? You can ADS some weapons. ADS means aim down sight. Other weapons do not do traditional aiming down sight. They do a slight zoom. If that was true, other companies wouldn't go to the extent that they do. I'm not saying that that's the answer, Eugene. What I'm saying is it's not a one-to-one comparison uh, to Destiny's peer-to-peer. The main problem with Destiny cheating is that they cannot do client-side checks. So they, you do things client-side on your machine, and they can't check it, which is why people were generating ammo for themselves or, or you know, and, and some of the other cheats that they were using. Being able to check things like that client-side does put them into a slightly stronger position, but still, if there is no front-facing anti-cheat installed at a low level, then you do have to wonder to what degree are they going to be able to detect and stop cheating, right? This Halo looks exactly the same as the others. Your comment looks exactly like a comment you made yesterday, Kane. <laughs> Re, I knew what you were doing. You, you blighter. I knew it. I knew what you were doing. Ah, <laughs> uh, so now ADS and infinite. Well, some weapons have you. Some weapons have always been able to ADS because they have a scope on them, and other weapons didn't ADS at all. They're going middle ground, and some of the weapons, some of the weapons can uh, zoom in a little bit, right? They they can. It does though. Well, of course, it looks like Halo. It it it, it it's Halo. Do you do you actually need me to boot up graphical comparisons to other Halos to to show how silly the assertion is that it looks just like the others? Goodness gracious! Just the just the assault just the assault rifle looks different from the first footage they showed last summer. It already looks better. Graphically speaking, the game is far and away above the previous. Now it might look the closest to Halo Five, but you go back behind. You go back before Halo Five. It, look, it, look, it looks really nice. It looks really really nice. I'm stirring too. I know. I know. People are trying to stir the pot. If you're new and just tuning in, we do have a poll at the top of chat. 454 votes have come in. Does Halo Infinite need Sprint in the game? And this poll has basically run its course. 85% are saying yes. Now, we went up from 11% to 15. So the people saying no, it doesn't need Sprint has increased. Who are you people? And we want to hear from you, right? Let us know. Let us know what you think in chat. You know, say why you voted no on the poll. We would love to hear from you. Halo characters are a little too bright and look a little too cartoony. That I don't agree with. I think with the new grappling hook, I think they may be using that in place of a sprint, which may not be that bad of an idea. Apparently, according to their own developer blogs, Soul, there will be a sprint in multiplayer, and the grapple, I believe in multiplayer, is equipment, so you don't always have the grapple. It's called the grapple jack. (coughs) You will not always have the grapple jack in in the in the multiplayer you've got to go and get it so um because you can like grapple to like vehicles that are in the air and stuff so you're not gonna hop in like an airborne vehicle and get hit with like eight grapples all of a sudden you're you're one maybe two people might have it at that point in time and be close enough to use it on you um yeah 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 i've seen that comparison shot that's what i was referencing yeah 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 um 
I've watched this like 20 times and it still impresses. Not only is it clean looking, but look at the animations, the physics, the weight of the Spartan falling, the impact and the reaction of their armor, the sparks from the fallen equipment, ETC. It's amazing. I've been covering I've been covering games and game trailers for um for six years, right? And when I saw this, I'd already I was already feeling good after the multiplayer trailer. I was already feeling good, right? And then when I saw this, a lot of what he just said, right? The 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 physics and the weight of the Spartans, the impact of their armor, you know, the gunplay, the smoothness. This is not dressed up gameplay. This is just raw gameplay of them playing. Like there's not there's there, there's nothing there's nothing about this that they're like they're using like cinematics to hype us up. It's 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 a lot of very raw look at what the game's going to look like. Not super flashy, not insane, just solid gameplay. Some of the guns and the lighting remind me of Titanfall a little bit. Um <laughs> Grapplejack is the act of hijacking with the grapple, like Skyjack in other games. I thought they literally named it Grapplejack. I thought that like that was the name of the item. Um, uh, did I miss something? No, I thought I missed a, like an, an alert. More Megadeth says, I pick up Halo 3 all the time, and not once do I feel like it needs sprint. The maps, gun, physics, ETC are all top-notch. I'm not against sprint per se, but like at Doom... They, uh, but look at Doom. They made it work. Here's, here's, here's what I would say more Megadeth. I said this a little bit earlier to ADJC. You have to meet people in the middle, okay? You can't go overboard and do like dodges and in air dodges and double jumping and all this other stuff. You can't do all that, right? You can't. But at the same time, you got to meet people in the middle. If you want new players to come in, play this game, and enjoy it, you got to meet them in the middle. You got to make the game a little bit faster than it than previous. As I said a little bit ago, it's got to be faster than its predecessors. Now, you don't want to turn the game into, you know, we're not going from a minivan to a motorcycle. You know, we're not doing that. Um, and his wheel was off. That's the first time I've noticed that. His back tire. Did you see that? Did you see that? I've never noticed that. A warthog comes around the corner, man. He's he's struggling. His back tire is gone. Back left tire is totally not there. <laughs> I'll replay it. I'll replay it. Here it comes. I think it's the next little section. After this uh, this fight. Where he, no, I thought he went up there. Never mind. Um, pole, pole shows up in chat now. All four wheels can be knocked off. Yeah, I just never noticed it in this clip. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I don't know. It just looks funny. Talk about ADS and Halo. Talking about ADS and Halo is disgusting. People saying it needs it are not Halo fans. It has ADS on distance guns, and that's all you need. You can zoom to help you see, but there is no accuracy bonus. Let me explain something to you. Uh, people saying it needs it ADS are not Halo fans. You're exactly right. And would you like some more fans in the franchise, or do you just want like the small rabble of gatekeepers like yourself to enjoy the game? Which you think would be better for the game long term? You to get your way as a snob, or for more people to play the game and enjoy it, and for 343 to add things to attempt to meet non-fans on the ground, and to get them in the game and for them to have a good time? Right? 
Like, saying someone's not a fan of Halo, sure, you're right. Don't you want more fans in the franchise? You know what I'm saying? Or, or do you want to do you want to gatekeep and and have a dead game six months after launch because they made a game for you and literally no one else? You know what I mean? You got to understand something. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to smack you on the mouth here and and, and make you leave, but you got to understand, man. They they got a number one. They got to make money, and number two, if you want to enjoy Halo Infinite long term multiplayer, they got to do something to pull new folks in. I understand that, and that's why they added the fake zoom thing. Right, it's a middle ground. It's a middle ground. They gotta do something, or you're never, ever, ever gonna get people to jump in the pool. They're gonna say, nah, it just isn't for me. You want non-Halo fans in the game so you can spank them in PvP. That's exactly right. (laughs) You want me. I've always said this to people. I've always said this to people. I'm like, you know what you want? You want me in the player funnel. I'm the average to slightly above average player that if you're really good, you're going to smack me around the room. You want me in that player funnel. Because if I'm in the player funnel having a really good time, then there's going to be lots of other people in the player funnel like me having a good time, and you can smack us around the room if you're better than us, right? Have you not seen Valorant? No No ADS, no sprint? Do you know that there's a significant difference between Valorant and most other shooters because it is a tactical shooter? So Valorant is an economy-based, class-based tactical shooter, which means there's a host of things they do at a foundational level that, number one, appeals to a specific audience, and number two, simply has to be in place if the game is going to be considered a quote-unquote competitive tactical shooter. And you can't ADS in that game. Nobody does it. (laughs) Just to correct you, by the way. You, you, you can ADS in Valorant. People just choose not to because they're, they understand it's worthless. It's milliseconds that they don't want to lose because that is literally a game of milliseconds. I, I, ADJC says, I could get it if they put in stuff like dash or slide. Increased movement speed is fine. I never felt like it worked in Halo 4 or 5. Your shield doesn't recharge when you sprint. Right, right, right. Bet44 says we need 15 more likes for the rollover. Guys, let's do it. Let's roll the likes over to 400. You the best. Thank you for being here. If you've pushed sub today, we appreciate you pushing sub. We appreciate you being awesome. And uh, we hope you're having a good time with us today. Uh, We are discussing Halo Infinite multiplayer gameplay. We have other gaming news to discuss today as well. A new roguelike game, Death Run TV, was revealed during the future game show. Um, do you have a launch date for this? Oh, it's top-down, isometric. Oh, my. I mean, I would be happy to showcase it, you know, maybe for a fee. <laughs> uh, shield not recharging was a balancing thing. What do you think about the armor system? I think th- when you say armor system, do you mean, like, the cosmetics, or are you meaning, like, the, the system of how you take damage, where there's, like, a shield, and then you... Then after your shield's down, you gotta like try to get in the cover to recharge it. Which are you referring to? If Halo bumps the movement speed up, I think it'll be solid. It's gonna feel extra slow after playing fast-paced FPS for the past few years. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people that are accustomed to Valorant, Speed, Overwatch, CSGO, um, I don't know. Uh, Halo discussion makes some of us old heads go from super chill to raving dogs. It's hilarious. Halo is bay. <laughs> if people don't play a game because of ADS, 
and sprint they'd find some other nitpicking issue with the game even if they do to complain and quit about no I don't agree with that at all I don't agree with that at all if a game feels slow and doesn't have ADS and feels super dated that, that's those aren't nitpicking homie you can't defend Halo's traditional non-ADS no sprint and talk about how you can't have sprinter ADS okay wait hang on hang on hang on let's press pause for just a second why are you saying that? Because it's foundational to Halo's combat. Ah, ah, oh. So they're not nitpicking issues, are they? They are foundational to the experience of the combat in Halo. Therefore, if someone doesn't like it, it's not nitpicking. It's, I can't get into this game. The foundational movement speed and lack of ADS is a giant hurdle for me. You can't act like they're pivotal and foundational and super important and then claim that people that don't like it are nitpicking. That, 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 that's a con- those, those sta- you're, making, you're making statements that are in contradiction with each other. If, if, if a slower movement speed, no sprint, no ADS Halo is in your mind the pure version and that people that won't play because of that are nitpicking... You've, that's an untenable position. You're refuting, you're refuting the basis of the entire position, and the basis is no sprint, slow movement, no ADS. Halo is that is what Halo. That's what defines Halo's combat. I've learned to adapt to each Halo. If you can't adapt, then maybe you're just not able to adapt. Or hear me out here. Maybe people don't want to adapt. They just want to play a video game. Not everybody's looking to treat this like like a battlefield you know what I mean not the video game battlefield not everybody is treating this like it's war like oh yeah dude you gotta adapt adapt or die like some people just want to play a video game and laugh with their buddies you know I wish Destiny could copy Halo PvP uh, in the way that you can't bring guns (sighs) can't bring guns into a game and use weapons supplied that way they could keep Destiny PvP and PvE separate they'll never do that do you want to know why they'll never do that because that's not Destiny Destiny is a loot-based game with abilities and god rolls and everything else. You're asking them to make Halo, and this is what I've always told people. This is actually why I think Destiny is going to be a huge funnel of players for Halo Infinite Multiplayer. I think Halo Infinite Multiplayer is going to really, really affect Crucible numbers in Destiny. The poll just passed 500 votes. Does Halo Infinite need Sprint in the game? 84% saying yes. 16% saying no. That's a, that's a lot of votes, guys. Thank you for doing that today. That was that was much better poll engagement than we've been getting because it's so much easier. It's just like literally in the chat. You don't have to go anywhere. So thank you guys for taking that poll. Thank you for being here this morning and smashing all the buttons. You guys are great. We appreciate it very 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 much let's see here um we do have other things that we are uh that we are going to want to cover today uh and we'll get to those shortly about the bots in battlefield the breath of the wild 2 map and then the back for blood dlc details at the end of the day you don't have to ads in any halo including this run from what we've seen People will think they are benefiting from ADS, and that's fine. Right, you'll beat them off jump every time. You're going to beat people in in Valorant that take the time to ADS. It's for the same reason. They're throwing seconds of combat away, you know? 
ADS is important. It's the one thing that Werewolf was lacking. <laughs> that freaking Werewolf game. I still disagree. None of the Halos have been COD-like, hyper-fast-paced, sprint, quick-scoping, and the franchise did just fine. That existed alongside of Call of Duty before. Right, but you have to understand something, Rensler. You're creating a false dichotomy where they either stay exactly as Halo's always been or they become like Call of Duty. I think that's a false dichotomy. I think that it's it's not choosing between two extremes. It's, no, we can add a couple of things. We can add a couple of things to make Halo feel a little bit more modern, a little bit more approachable. We don't have to completely gut the identity of Halo, but we can certainly add things that help, right? Slightly increased movement speed, little bit of sprint, little bit of zoom instead of traditional aiming down sight. You know, these are these are some tweaks and some volume knob turns. They're not turning the game into Call of Duty. That's that's an that's an extra, that's I, I would say based on everything we've seen from this footage, that is a very very extreme exaggeration, uh, given everything we've seen. I'm not seeing anything looking Call of Duty-esque at all. Good morning, Lord of Time. I'm looking forward to Halo Infinite. I've played every Halo except for 4 and 5. Well, you probably skipped the right ones then. You've never needed ADS in Halo. Uh, the nuns, there the tons of times that I've ever needed it unless there was snipe someone in the long distance. Well, yeah, then you'll, you'll, I'm telling you, you should be, you should be, listen, listen, listen. You should be totally fine with them adding ADS or Zoom. Do you want to know why? Because you're not going to need it, and you're going to smoke the people that do. You know? If you give them that inroad, if you give them that accessibility, then that that, that is huge. That's way more people jumping in. That's way more people jumping in for you to trounce into the ground. You know, you trounce them into the ground. They're busy zooming. You're busy shooting. You know what I'm saying? That should be your motto. Go ahead and add ADS or zoom. You're going to be busy zooming. I'm going to be busy shooting. And that's fine. If they never really understand why they're losing those gunfights and they're having a good time because you've made the game more accessible to them because you added ADS or you added a little bit of sprint, you should not care. You're like, that's totally fine, dude. Keep on zooming. <laughs> you keep on zooming, dude. I'll be I'll be going dit 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 dit. Yep, you're dead. Like I'll be just tracking you and putting you down. I'll be taking shots at you. I'll get the first two or three shots in the TTK while you're busy zooming in. You know what I'm saying? Lono, actually, yes, let's pub stop the newbies. That's right. That's right. You don't want them to get completely, you know, ground into dust so they leave and never come back. But at the same time, you, you know, you don't want them feeling like, oh, I don't even want to play this game, dude. It feels like I'm playing a game from the late 90s, you know? Does the zoom slow down strafe speed? Oh, I don't actually know. The only time ADS was used in games like Destiny uh, and Call of Duty. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, he just did it there. He just did it there, right there. He does it here with the AR. So when these guys are coming through... He, he, he does he shoots there he shoots there hip fire throws a grenade and then he zooms in he zooms in at the telltale end of that um so let's let we can slow down the playback speed here we can slow down the playback speed all right here we go let's get come on we we're having blips today dude if you just got a blip from YouTube if you just got a blip from YouTube we're just switching ingest servers um I don't know why it's happening today. 
Uh, and we'll probably have another blip in about 30 seconds. We'll probably have another blip in about 30 seconds. Um, I don't know what's going on. Of course, on a day where we're having a huge day, YouTube's going to have problems. Um, all right. So here we go. Here we go. Right here, the shield goes up, and then he hip fires. Hip fires, and I think he gets the first guy. No, the first guy dips in. No, the first guy runs through and gets maybe killed. But he zooms in right there. It's very, very slight. It's a very, very slight zoom, but it is certainly there. Um, it is certainly there. And that, again, he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to do that. He could have kept hip firing, but that's going to be up to you, whether or not you feel like that's worth doing. It blip right before the zoom. Yeah, just as you said there, blip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there'll be a second one. I, I don't know what's happening, man. I don't know what's happening. They gave us our they gave us our in chat poll feature, so we're very grateful to that, but we need the ingest servers to calm the frick down. Um blip two hit. Yeah, happens every time. Um you know your stream like the back of your hand, second blip on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Davis with a $5 tip through Super Chat. The only game that can hurt D2 PvP is Modern Warfare 2 Remastered Multiplayer 1v1 me on Rust. I am, I'm not doing that. No, I will not 1v1 you on Rust, Patrick. <laughs> I, will, I will not. I will not. I'm actually convinced that, that um, I am. I'm convinced that this is going to actually have, I believe this will have an effect on, uh, this will have an effect, this game. Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to have an effect on Destiny Crucible numbers, big time. At least initially. The question is, will it will it do it long term? Those first those first weeks, those first two weeks, I think you're going to see a big big dip in Crucible numbers. It'll be pretty significant. We'll obviously watch and monitor that. <clears throat> we have we have a bot. There's a bot that tracks the numbers uh, in Crucible. I've got some numbers for you today, by the way. Um, when I, uh, I've got some numbers today where I'll be able to tell you exactly what it's been looking like. Um, I'll be able to tell you exactly what it's been looking like, both for trials and for daily engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people think PvP is good in Destiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna feel great to get into PvP in Halo. I'm telling you, the minute people get a taste for gunplay that is crisp and tight on Deddies, they're never gonna look back. They're never going to look back. Here's something you have to understand. We all know this happens. We all know this happens. Have you ever played the sequel to a game and you go back and try to play the first and you just can't do it? It's just too rough around the edges. It's not quite as good as the sequel. You know, play Borderlands 2 and then go back and play Borderlands 1 and you'll see what I mean. Play Borderlands 3, where they really worked on making the gunplay better, and then go back and play Borderlands 1. That's what it's going to feel like. Play Halo Infinite multiplayer for a couple of weeks, and if you're having a good time, and you think the gunplay is nice, and it's tight, and the deadies are dope, and you go back to -to peer-to-peer Destiny land, I'm telling you what, people are going to be like, I can't do it. I can't, it's going to convert, it's going to convert people, 100% it's going to convert people. They're going to feel like they're going backwards. 
Now, it may work in the other direction. There may be people that go into Halo Infinite multiplayer and they're like, I can't stand the lack of double jump. It feels too slow. The lack of ADS. The gunplay's not doing it for me. There are going to be people that just are not won over. They're going to be too used to ADS. Because in Destiny's defense, Destiny has some of, if not, the best shooter gunplay in the game. It's amazing. The gunplay in that game is, 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 is amazing. It just is. So there will certainly be people that come over and try and play Halo that are just like, nah, dude, this game still feels like ancient, like, like, like an ancient game. I just can't get into it. I can't do it. It's not my thing. It's not my bag. That will certainly be true. It will. But. But. I think, I do think, there is more likely to be a greater number of people that say, yeah, dude, I can't go back to Destiny, man. The lack of deadies and the and the lack of like the tightness in the shooting, I just don't like it. You know what I mean? I just don't like it. The real question is, how many people end up on either side of that fence? How many people go to play Halo Infinite and they're like, nah, this makes me appreciate Destiny more? And how many people get converted? You know? Campaign mode, but do you think... Not the campaign mode, but do you think Microsoft would bring Halo Infinite multiplayer free to play to PlayStation? No. No, no, no. Uh-uh. My, I, don't, I, I can't see Microsoft ever doing that. I can't see Microsoft ever uh, reaching across the aisle like that. Can't see it. I can't. I can't see it. That would be, that would be very, very strange. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, just can't wait for flight. Flight? What's flight? What are you trying to say? Can't wait for flight. Uh, mm-mm. So top podcast. Ooh, that might actually work. As an official news site, this one might work too. I'm trying to find uh, like websites that have the name... Uh, SNTR presents listed. We could probably use some of these podcasts. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good ones. Okay. Well, we might as well look. I took a peek. There it goes. Uh, it's that what's uh is that it's what Halo calls a beta? Oh, flight is like an alpha. Oh, oh, oh. Halo does flighting. That's right. That's right. Okay, sorry. Flight is the private Halo multiplayer beta, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I will not do that. Um, here's here's something I typically n- never do. I never play something that I can't stream, cover, or make content with. I just I just don't do it. Um, I'm just I'm not interested. If I can't stream it, record it, play it, cover it, I I won't touch it. Um, so this one I'm I'm gonna be holding off on until the actual launch. Until the actual launch, I'm uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be holding off. If you're new and you're just tuning in, feel free uh, to hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. You can also take my poll. We're asking if Halo Infinite needs sprint in the game. I'm gonna be talking about why I think Halo Infinite multiplayer has massive potential. Thank you to everybody who has hit subscribe or the like button or contributed to chat and the poll and the discussion today. It's been a really really enjoyable time. Um, we're about two hours into the show. We do a four hour show. Monday through Friday, it is safe for work. A lot of folks treat me like gaming radio. Just yesterday, we talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla and why it looks like Assassin's Creed is going to become a live service game. 
Oh, you can stream? You can stream the flights? They've never been strict about that? Private just means you need to be invited. You can stream it. Well, how do you get invited? Somebody's got to get me a link. Flights are the waves of the beta testing. They use the same vernacular in Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, and push. they called each test a flight. So sign up to become an insider. Um, sign in. Do they sign in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they use your Microsoft account. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I am 18 or older. I agree. Join the program. Um, Google Play account. I guess that would be my Google Play account. What the frick? Google. Why would they use... They use Google Play? Why would they use Google Play? Um, isn't Eastern time... Oh, there it is. Negative five. I would like information and tips about the Halo franchise. Uh, no, I don't. I don't need that. Which of the following ones have you played? I played that. 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 No, not that. Not that. Not that. Not that. Not that. Um, which of the ones do you prefer? Uh, we prefer those ones and that one. Which Halo modes are you uh, are and, and experiences do you prefer? Campaign, campaign, co-op, and then this. Continue. Uh, upcoming console flights. Halo Master Chief Collection. As a Halo Insider, I'd like to be considered for Xbox console flight programs. Sure. Um, to be considered for the flighting, Halo, you must enroll in the Xbox Insider program. If you're not currently an Xbox Insider, sign up on your console at the earliest convenience. Oh, really? I have to sign up there. Okay. Well, I have a Series X. Which input device do you prefer playing on? Uh, my Elite controller, if it wasn't broken. Well, not broken, you know what I mean? Which display settings do you typically use? HD 1080. Which audio options? Gaming headset. Uh, as a Halo Insider, I bet you consider PC5 programs. That's fine. Uh, PC specifications. What? I have to send my PC specifications to them? Oh, come on. Press the Windows key and type and type DX die. Oh, man. Why do I got to do all of this? I thought they were just going to be able to like let me in. You know what I mean? Like let me in the door. Uh, if you guys are interested in the other and uh, the other um types of uh, news coverage that we're going to be able to do today. We are going to be able uh, to uh, give you a, uh, a look at some of the other news in just a moment here. Bots in Battlefield, um, the Breath of the Wild 2 map, and some other things. Uh, click the diagnostic tool. Um, it says... You want the DirectX diagnostic tool. It may take 15, 20 seconds to open. It's based on your computer setups. Uh, if asked, do you want to check if your driver is digitally signed? Please select yes. Uh, click save all information. There we go. I did it. I did it. So I got to put that in Discord so I can... Uh, I can... Uh, that way I can put it in. Because I got two different computers going here. What the frick? Uh, exit. <clears throat> Your people think that uh, Breath of the Wild is actually a prequel. 
Okay, so funny thing about that, funny thing about that, they uh, are saying that they do not want to, uh, they do not want to, where did it put it? Where does it put the freaking the thing? Desktop? Oh my gosh. Hang on, chat. Oh, it's right here. Uh, file, save as, it looks like it's on my desktop. Oh, it's right there. Upload it. There we go. Okay, I did it, chat. Yeah, they're saying that they don't want to let the, um, they do not want to reveal, uh, the, the name of Breath of the Wild 2, because they're worried it will be... Uh, they're worried it'll be a spoiler. They're worried it'll be a spoiler. And I'm like, really? Interesting. Right? That is actually extremely interesting. So they don't want to tell you the name of it because they're worried it'll be a spoiler. And so people are thinking that it might be uh, a prequel. Um, people are thinking it might be a prequel. And I'm like, man, how on earth would you do that? Which input devices do you while you play on your PC? Uh, Xbox One, Xbox Elite Controller, uh, gaming headset. Uh, when are you available for play sessions? I mean, every day of the week. Which ga- uh, which times of day in your time zone are you generally available for play sessions? Everything except for the mornings. Complete sign up. Um, there you go. I'm opted in as a Halo Insider. And then I got to sign up. I guess you got to sign up for the Xbox Insider thing on your actual console or whatever. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. Delete that. There we go. Uh, Isn't every Zelda title after the original a prequel? Why would they get different now? No one actually knows that, though. Like, there's theories about how none of them are actually connected um, there's theories about, uh, there, there's all kind of theories about when they actually take place. So we'll, we'll obviously have to wait and see if they ever confirm any of those timeline theories. Cause I don't think they've ever actually done that. I don't think they've ever actually said whether or not one halo or the next, ha- you know, happens. The technical start date is skyward sword. Wait, so we actually have a, an official history timeline somewhere. Hyrule Historia lays out the official timeline minus Breath of the Wild. Oh, really? I thought most of it was just theory and that no one actually knew. Um, that's actually interesting. I didn't know that. Alright, I'm gonna... Uh, we just crossed the 600 mark on the poll, so I guess I'll let it ride. I guess I'll let the, the poll ride if it's continuing to get votes. If you guys want to vote on the poll, whether or not you think Halo Infinite needs Sprint. Um... My wife is all into Zelda lore. Really? Huh. Well, we are at the, we are at the halfway mark of the show. So let me let me give you let me give you my talk. Let me give you my talk. Let's 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 shift into uh, let me give you my reasoning here. And this this fuels discussion. This fuels Q&A. So if you want to take part in Q&A, you want to make sure you're here for this cuz this is this is my thoughts on Halo Infinite multiplayer and why I believe it has massive, uh, massive potential because this is based on a variety of things. I am going to give you some insight into what I think is the Halo draw. 
the arena vacancy, and the destiny factor. All right, I I, I think it's all related. Okay, so if you're if you're new to the stream, this is a section of the stream where I actually have planned sections of gaming news as well as a written rundown of my opinion on something. So if you want to be here for it, make sure you're subscribed with the bell button so you don't miss these streams. We just had about a two hour long discussion and a back and forth about Halo Infinite multiplayer. And there is a poll in the chat. You don't have to leave anymore to do the polls. It's literally in the chat. It's right at the top of the chat box. If you want to weigh in on the poll. Also, if you want to weigh in on chat, we'd love to hear from you. I am a safer work broadcaster, so a lot of people that tune in every single day, Monday through Friday, they treat me sort of like a gaming radio show. If you prefer uploads, what I'm about to do hits an upload channel, okay? SNTRShorts.com, or if you just go to YouTube and look for SNTR Shorts, or you can use the Shorts command in chat. Right now, you're on SNTR Presents, a Monday through Friday show where we do talk shows in the morning and gameplay in the afternoons. SNTR Shorts is designed for people that prefer uploads. If you just like the shorter four to six minute videos, that's basically what that entire channel is. Variety gaming news coverage, trailer reactions, and the like. So be sure to support that channel if you like that kind of stuff, if you can't always make a live stream. Uh, Gemis or Gemis Heresy, thank you so much for renewing your membership and getting a purple badge. Thank you for those of you that continue to do memberships or for the brand's new members that we've gotten in the past couple of days. Welcome, and we appreciate you. Thank you uh, for supporting the stream. Uh, We do not run a lot of ads here, so one of the main ways to support and keep the stream going is with those memberships, uh, as well as just daily viewership. Game Theory Channel has done a couple of vids on the Zelda timeline. Really? I'm not a Safer Work Chat participant. (laughs) That's right, Zubair. That's right. I thought the Shorts Command just brought up a picture of you. No, that that is not true. That is not true. Okay, let me let me give you this rundown. Let me give you this rundown on uh, my argumentation on why I think uh, this game this game has so much uh, potential. We will go at two oh nine. I use timestamps later as well. If you prefer just to use this one channel and you miss the talks, you can always come back and the timestamps will be there. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be my talk about why I think Halo Infinite multiplayer has massive potential. We did stream the Halo Infinite multiplayer overview and we did some commentary on it. I wanted to do an official video. If you want to catch my live streams, go over to SNTR Presents, link below, or just search for it. If you're watching this on SNTR Shorts, I appreciate you doing that. Hit subscribe and the bell button. If you like these short uploads, this one is going to center around a couple of things. I want to talk about how there's a huge draw to Halo, there is an arena vacancy in the market, and there's a Destiny factor here. You guys know I used to cover Destiny. I actually think there's a huge Destiny factor in the game uh, and in the success of Halo Infinite multiplayer. So it's finally, in my in my opinion, I think Halo Infinite is finally in a position where the gameplay, the potential, and the launch date all look a lot more promising than before. I was of the opinion that Halo Infinite was looking to be in a worrying position when developer blogs mentioned day-night cycles and how the grapple, like the grapple hook, was a challenge for them to develop for traversal. Wasn't looking good after the delay and the embarrassing showing last year. For me and many others, the multiplayer trailer was a turning point in confidence in the game. First and foremost, the trailer seemed to set its sights on landing square in the middle of satisfying long-standing Halo fans as well as potential new fans. Now, I'm not talking about the overview where Joseph State and other people were commentating. 
just the multiplayer trailer to me was threading that needle of appealing to new as well as appealing to old fans. Secondly, the multiplayer overview video made it very clear that 343 was going to treat the multiplayer in Halo Infinite as a serious investment and something that they believed in. This to me was a big sign considering they did not focus on the story, the graphics, or game improvements. They have spent the bulk of their time this week showcasing basic gameplay that looks I think looks good, but they did not go into detail about story, campaign, graphics, game improvements, none of that. Their focus was multiplayer and the multiplayer gameplay experience. So let's talk about the Halo draw. Two of the biggest and strongest motivators for purchasing a game, purchasing in the game, you know, the gaming industry, two of the strongest motivators are nostalgia and brand loyalty. Halo is in a unique position to capitalize on both and for some pretty good reasons. Both loyalty and nostalgia will be especially high for Halo Infinite. Halo 5 left an obvious vacancy for many players within the franchise. First, with respect to the campaign and their story decisions, it simply did not deliver what fans wanted. But secondly, the multiplayer fell completely on its face. Most people that are playing any kind of Halo multiplayer right now are playing the Master Chief Collection. And I believe the refinement of the Master Chief Collection is going to play a part in the nostalgia and the brand loyalty and the success of Halo Infinite. The rise in popularity and the fan praise for the Master Chief Collection is a great runway for testing the Season Pass format, the removal of FOMO, and the decision to make the multiplayer free to play. They're in a prime position to make Halo Infinite multiplayer an enormous success from the work that they've previously done, and those two strong motivators of nostalgia and brand loyalty could be banging in all cylinders holiday this year when it finally lands. Second, I think there is an arena vacancy right now that could play a significant role in the popularity of Halo Infinite's multiplayer. The PvP landscape continues to fill up with games like Fortnite, Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, and now Battlefield 2042 is on the horizon hoping to carve out its own path with big battles, dynamic weather, and vehicles. Currently, there is very little in the way of anything resembling a more classic arena-style PvP gameplay experience. While most of the fans of that style are older in age, <laughs> they certainly make up a large portion of the gaming audience. The gaming audience, the, 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 the age bracket, it's an older age bracket, and a lot of them cut their teeth on Halo. Halo Infinite could forge a brand new path back to what made the game so popular to begin with, a simple and approachable PvP experience that offers both small and tight arena-style combat along with big battles and classic modes like CTF. Now this leads me to my final point, and this is not me attempting to take a shot at Destiny given everything that happened with me, but I do think there is a Destiny factor that will play a part in Halo Infinite's success as well as the state of Destiny's Crucible going forward. After over six years of the franchise being in existence, Destiny continues to garner around 500,000 players a day in their Crucible. And those six years have been marred with constant feedback about skill expression, gunplay, and ability spam. Most recently, Bungie has struggled with stasis and has continued to see player numbers struggle specifically in PvP. Trials of Osiris has failed to ever truly get back on track, with the most recent weekend barely squeaking into 200,000 players for the whole weekend. More people generally play Gambit in a given 24-hour period than play Trials for an entire weekend. So, 
Every effort for Destiny to satisfy those looking for a competitive offering has ultimately failed. And I believe that landscape is still very, very large. There are lots of people still playing Destiny PvP on a regular basis, and they are going to try out Halo Infinite Multiplayer, because it's free. Why not? This could create a significant windfall of players, not just from the free-to-play, but from the Bungie Halo PvP loyalists that have been dying for what Halo can deliver. The consistent engagement could shift and be a solid foundation for Halo Infinite's long-planned future, because these players play every day and every week, and if their loyalty shifts to Halo Infinite, that could be a really, really nice bedrock of people who are constantly jumping in every season, every battle pass, and every day. As always, if you like these short video game news segments, hit subscribe and the bell button, or head over to my live stream, and I'll see you in the next video. <clears throat> Should have named the segment Free Shots at Bungie. <laughs> Did Nono just call me old? Seriously, I can't hear. My hearing aid is on low battery. <laughs> Zubair. <clears throat> there we go. That was, um... I'm just gonna say it. I think that might have been one of my best videos. <laughs> that was good. That was a good take. That felt really solid. I was in the pocket. I was in the pocket on that one. Nothing like recording live. There's nothing like it. It just, it does something to me. I love it. I really, I'm really, I'm really glad we went back to this format. Uh, if you guys are new, we do one take. I just do one take. I just hit record, and then that video gets uploaded to another uh, another, uh, another channel. Um, uh, to be fair, it isn't hard to take free shots at Bungie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Top 10 ways Bungie is a bag of... <laughs> you won't believe number 7. Uh, now, if you're new, if you're new, we are getting ready to shift gears into a segment that allows you to ask me questions about everything I just covered, okay? Halo Infinite Multiplayer, the Destiny Factor, all those things, okay? Q&A is basically now open for members, but if you want to hold off, I haven't covered the other gaming news pieces yet. If most of the questions center around Halo Infinite Multiplayer, that is totally fine. I also have some gaming info news for you about Battlefield 2042, using bots, the Breath of the Wild 2 map, as well as the DLC details for Back for Blood. So we're going to go through those now, okay? We're going to go through those now, and then when I come back, we'll be in full Q&A mode. So if you want to submit your questions now about Halo Infinite multiplayer, if you feel like you've got a gist on my position, submit your questions now. It could be about the sprint poll that is still in the chat right now if you want to take it. It could be about everything I just said. Submit those questions using the question command or the Q command. It'll grab it and it'll be on the screen shortly. But let's 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 plow through these other news pieces because Battlefield 2042 using bots, I actually think, is pretty significant given what they use bots for in Fortnite. If you're not familiar, uh, there are bots in Fortnite to pad servers, and they will be used in a similar fashion in Battlefield, both for if you want to play by yourself against AI or to pad server numbers to make sure they have people in them. I also have information from a leaker about skill-based matchmaking in Battlefield, and what's that going to mean if you're padding if you're padding servers with bots and there is no skill-based matchmaking? Let's chop this one up, all right? 
Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Battlefield 2042 using bots. How are they doing in shorter videos? If you're uh, wanting to check out my live stream, it's at SNTR presents so this was reported by games radar battlefield 2042 will use bots to populate different game modes ea dice has confirmed that battlefield 2042 will make use of ai bots for different areas in the game and how they work now this was detailed through an official post so Eurogamer has that official post right they have this official post going with all the details of how the bots are going to be utilized With the company moving away from its campaigns to focus on multiplayer, EA explained, quote, As a multiplayer-only experience, it's important for us to let you play Battlefield 2042 when and how you want. So, for multiplayer, when a player slot is empty, they will be filled with bots to ensure that the match remains full. After all, the scale of the maps means having so few players means less action would be happening. For co-op mode, players can play with friends against bots, and for those wanting to play alone or get trained up, the option to play alone against bots is available. So those are the three ways that they will be used. To pad the numbers of a server to ensure that it is full, to play against in a co-op mode with with, with your buddies, or if you want to play by yourself. Those are the three ways that they're going to do it. Now, this is related to something else. According to a leaker reported by GamesRadar, there will be no skill-based matchmaking. Battlefield 2042 will feature a modified take on skill-based matchmaking, according to a known leaker. Tom Henderson, who made a number of correct predictions about the upcoming DICE FPS in Call of Duty 2021, spoke about matchmaking in Battlefield 2042 and revealed that the game will use skill-based parameters, but only when a game is full. In a series of tweets, he took a jab at Call of Duty players planning to jump into Battlefield 2042 before saying, ah yes, there is skill-based matchmaking. However, Henderson then walked this back in another tweet, explaining that the game actually does not feature skill-based matchmaking, at least until a lobby is full. He later tweeted, I worded this a bit confusingly, and yes, there is skill-based matchmaking in Battlefield 2042, it's just primarily server-based. The majority of the skill-based matchmaking happenings happens when you've found the server, it doesn't kick in beforehand. So it is not like Call of Duty, okay? So... This is obviously related to the bots. If you have ever played, if you have ever played Fortnite, they added bots to do the same thing. They wanted to start padding the numbers of the servers to make sure they were able to have servers going quickly and getting people in the games quickly. Now, when they combine this with skill-based matchmaking, it led to frustrating experiences. I would play with my brother and my nephews on a Smurf account. We'd get a bunch of easy kills against bots. We got some top fives, couple of wins, couple of second places, and then all of the sudden, our very good games and high kill ranks, we started getting thrown into Fortnite games against players that were way out of our league. We were just playing casual. They sort of just play for fun, and so do I. This could be a problem in Battlefield 2042 if they start to use skill-based matchmaking in that way. If you're playing against bots or slightly empty servers and you start racking a bunch of kills, hopefully you don't get thrown into the sweat funnel that happens in Fortnite. As always, if you like these shorter videos, if you like gaming news and short little morsels like this, hit subscribe and the bell button, and you can always check out SNTR Presents for my live streams, and I will see you in the next video. I don't know what's going on with YouTube. 
I don't know what's going on with 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 YouTube. I it doesn't affect my recording. Did I sound funny in Discord or is it just YouTube? Um, because I've got five people listening in Discord. Because if I sounded funny, then AT and T might be having problems, which is weird. I'm not dropping any frames. We're just literally getting dropped by the ingest server and then getting picked right back up again. Discord was fine. Okay, then it's on YouTube's end. So every time we get one blip, we get a second blip. I am sorry. It's it's not under my control. Uh, it's not under my control. I don't have any way uh, to uh, to prevent that from happening. So thank you for those of you that are sticking with us and kind of suffering through these problems today. Uh, we will get to Q and A um, shortly. Um, I actually don't think we have any questions yet. So if you want to jump first in line. Um, oh, I'm sorry. We have two questions. We have two questions submitted already. So if you want to get in there and jump in line, do that quickly. We are getting near the end here. Now, your questions can be about anything I'm talking about. Breath of the Wild 2 map, Battlefield bots, all the debates this morning about Halo. Uh, it can be about any any number of those things. You can take polls in chat now? Yeah, it's right in chat. You don't have to leave. We, they, we, we just got the feature last night, so... Alright, let's do the Breath of the Wild uh, 2 map. Now, this this discussion is going to lead to some other opinion pieces. Uh, I have a feeling um, we are going to be debating weapon breaking and the is, is Breath of the Wild a DLC in the near future? Because with the map discussion, I could see that being a thing. A lot of people are worried about the reusing of the Hyrule map. Um, so... We will, we will, we will see. We'll see. YouTube just had a few hiccups. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Oh shoot, I wasn't watching the time. Uh, we'll do this one at two twenty-five. And I smell something. My wife must be making something. It's eleven o'clock. What would she be making? It's whatever it is, it smells good. Okay, we'll go at two, uh, two twenty-five for this one. And always, guys, you can support that shorts uh, channel if you'd like the shorter uploads instead of live streams. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about the Breath of the Wild 2 map and how people are starting to recognize certain elements from the first game that'll be in the second. Games Radar reported on this, and if you like these quick breakdowns that I do, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 reveal has fans clamoring for more, leaving some to do some geographical detective work. On Reddit, Zelda fans are using the original Breath of the Wild to try and find locations in the upcoming sequel that they might be focusing on. Using shots used from the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, players are putting their map knowledge to good use. So there's already been some side-by-sides using trees and different landmarks to say, oh, hey, that's right out of the map right now. There are several scenic shots in the trailer that are from the locations in the first game. From overviews of the entire map to specific zones, many of which revolve around Ganondorf's castle, they are interesting and subtle differences between both. There are different theories circulating right now. Is Breath of the Wild 2 a prequel? Is it a sequel? We don't know. Are there different versions of Link? Because in some of the shots, his hair is down and long, and in other shots, he's got it pulled back. Is that just a cosmetic customization choice? Is there something going on with different versions of Link? We don't know at this time. We do know Breath of the Wild 2's official name has not been revealed because the developers are worried it will be a spoiler. Now, that could be an indication that some of the theories are near being correct, and that's why we don't know the title of the game yet. 
One of the easy to miss yet quite interesting changes in the images are that the divine beasts are no longer seen in the background of the images. It's hard to say what that means for the sequel, but an interesting detail to puzzle over since activating the divine beasts were such a big part of the first game. This lends some credence to the theories that we're going to be playing a prequel in Breath of the Wild 2, which is before the divine beasts get corrupted. Elsewhere, there are also towers missing from the images. When acted, they acted as waypoints for the previous game. The towers that you would climb and they would open up a lot of the map, very Assassin's Creed-esque, and that was a significant portion of the gameplay loop in Breath of the Wild 1. If they aren't to return, it's possible their absence could mean something. Of course, the game is still in development and assets are changing and getting shifted. It's impossible to know if these changes mean anything to the overall game or not, but it's fun to speculate. These comparisons do ram home the fact that we will be exploring the same map in the Breath of the Wild sequel. The landscape appears to be largely the same, if not exact. So those with previous knowledge will likely get to have fun seeing what's changed, and perhaps, more importantly for the story, what's missing. In addition to that, there's likely going to be some debates. I plan to cover this on my live stream. I'm anticipating two debates, two debates taking place, and this is one of the reasons you might want to check out my main channel, my live stream channel. First and foremost, there are going to be people that say, is it truly a sequel or is it just a DLC since we're going back to the same map? We're going to have to have an argument about that because we don't know enough and reusing assets in a large map like this doesn't necessarily mean we're just getting some you know, fancy version of DLC. Secondly, this is a big point of contention right now and lots of folks are weighing in on weapon breaking. It is my position that weapon breaking is intrinsic to the game's foundation from the bottom to the top. Weapon saturation, drop rate, enemies, the way the whole game works with your armor, with your weapons, your shield, your bow cooking meals it's all woven together and you can't take out weapon degradation or weapon breaking because it's attached to too many other aspects of the game so i'm sure that'll be a spicy debate that is one of the reasons you want to check out my live channel if you like these short video game news segments hit subscribe and the bell button and i will see you in the next video Breath of the Wild 2 needs a battle royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it needs a battle royale. It really does. All right, we've got three questions already in the hopper for Q&A. If you have any about this subject, about Breath of the Wild 2's map, weapon degradation, weapon breaking, be sure to submit those questions. That'll certainly help us frame any future debates or discussions that we have. Our last micro news segment for the day is Back for Blood uh, DLC. And let's break this one down and then we can get into Q&A for the members as well as for those of you listening at home or at work or in the car or on a scooter or if you have human flight ability. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Back for Blood DLC. They have a really interesting way in allowing people to play together with respect to the DLC. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the uploads. PC Gamer reported on this. Back for Blood 
in case the title isn't enough of a giveaway it's a left for dead a like co-op zombie shooter that is now in development by turtle rock studios over the weekend turtle rock revealed how the game's pvp mode will work as the survivors one team of players will attempt to hold out against zombies controlled by another team so they are going to let you play as the zombies in this game for fans of beast mode from gears of war or some of the community made mods from the left for dead series this is exciting to see playing as the zombies was always a good time and playing as the monsters in the beast mode in gears of war was always a good time as well what it didn't get into though when they reported on this is how a game will avoid splitting its player base between people who purchase post-launch content and those who do not this is a common problem in games these days 343 with halo and respawn with titanfall 2 made the decision to no longer monetize any pvp expansion because it fragments the player base this is now pretty much a standard in the industry because it makes it really really hard for people to play together and it ends up hurting matchmaking times as well as hurting the motivation to even buy maps if you can never play them with your friends Now, Turtle Rock's answer is pretty simple. They explained in a brief update that as long as the leader of a PvE party owns a paid content drop, including maps, modes, and campaign content, everyone else in the party will be able to play it too. So anytime they expand this game, only one person in in the group needs to own the DLC. So if you're always playing with the same the same people that could be a nice way to say hey who's gonna buy it the rest of us don't need to on the pvp side all players will have access to the same cards at the start of a match so there will be no imbalance and furthermore all pvp related content will be earnable through gameplay so extra purchases will not be required so they all are they're also considering the balance of the pvp side of the game not giving anybody advantages if they decide to be johnny credit card and just buy everything it's all earnable only pc gamer is supported by its audience when oh wait i went too far down here (laughs) i actually copied too much text there we go so if you want to support pc gamer sure support them use their website that's where we pulled this report from now if you've never played anything in the left for dead series there is something to consider here the zombie fatigue certainly happened in years past and it still is sort of lingering in the air so it remains to be seen if a purely sort of zombie campaign co-op and even pvp driven game can be successful the pvp mode could be a significant form of carrying the game considering previous games that have tried to do the monster versus the you know the real people didn't really get off the ground uh it's been tried a number of times from what we saw of the gameplay of Back for Blood, a lot of it looked simulated with respect to the shooting in the campaign, but then when they showed the actual PvP mode where you could play as zombies, it actually looked pretty interesting. That could be a significant element of the game's success, given that playing cooperatively and playing through campaigns loses its luster pretty quickly unless there's challenges or things that you can unlock, which I'm sure they might have things like that. They're also making it very easy for people to continue to play with the post-launch content being essentially shareable with the other people in your group as long as the leader owns it. At this point in time, the only other game we know launching like this is Dying Light 2, and then Redfall is next year, and that's vampires but it is sort of similar to the zombie genre so that is a big giant question mark can a game like back for blood sort of bring back the zombie genre in a popular way we'll wait and see how it does obviously when it launches we'll be covering it playing it and breaking it down as always if you enjoy these shorter gaming news videos hit the subscribe button and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video okay 
<clears throat> yeah, there's seven questions in queue now, guys. Thank you for everybody submitting your questions. Uh, always remember, uh, McDiesel and uh, N7. If you don't get a response from Nightbot, um, oh no, your question got through, McDiesel. Ignore me. Ignore me. Um, Nightbot may have missed. No, yeah, they both got through. Okay, yeah. Always remember. Sometimes if you guys submit questions close together, they don't all get through. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I am going, uh, to go take a quick, quick break. And when I come back, we will jump in to Q and a hit the like button or the subscribe button. If you haven't already, we will be streaming the Xbox, uh, extended, uh, showcase here shortly in about two hours, about an hour and 45 minutes. So make sure you're here for that. We only need about 30 likes for a rollover. Thank you everybody today who took part in the chat poll. It has shifted now that it's closer to 700 votes. About 20% of the audience is like, no, Halo Infinite does not need Sprint. If you're a member, you can utilize Q&A to challenge me on that or ask me about it. If you're not a member, become one. Click join or use the join command and you can get into the the Q&A. That way you are able to be a part of what we're about to do questions are submitted in the chat and then they literally end up showing up on the screen in fact let's give you guys a glimpse while I'm gone at what the first question will be so people can see the nice fancy Q&A and all of its glory there we go now we need to change the uh, we need to change the topics there we like to use the uh, the topics over there on the side so that anytime there's a question submitted it ends up over there so halo infinite is the first one and these are all the topics that you can ask questions about now you don't have to ask questions about these but it does generally help q a flow better if we uh if we have a sort of commitment that we're only generally going to hover around the same topics so battlefield uh well actually we'll call it battlefield bots i was going to put bf 1942 we'll call it battlefield bots battlefield bots will be uh the sep the second topic there uh in the rundown over there and then the third topic was the uh breath of the wild 2 map and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do uh (laughs) do a shortened version of breath of the wild 2 and then lastly we have the back for blood DLC. Now that one might be a little too long. It should be okay though. We're, we're, we got limited space capital over there, uh, over there on the screen. So there you go. We got those all nice and uplated. And the first question is going to be about battlefield bots, um, and that will be answered when I get back. So if you guys are here, you're awesome. You're the best. Thank you for the participation in Q&A. Thank you for the new members and old members and long-standing members. I will be right back. You may see some ads. We don't run a lot of ads on the show, but we do when I step away. Okay? I'll be right back.
All right. Okay, so when we do this, the thumbnail, uh, the thumbnail will also change on the uh, on the video to let people know we're doing live Q and A about these various subjects. So if you're new and tuning in, thanks for being here. About 20 minutes ago, somebody ordered some coffee, uh, a bag for RW Friend Junior. Thank you so much for doing that. And then let me do. Uh, since we're not doing polls now, uh, we can do a members post to let them know that Q and a, uh, is starting. Let me do that here. Let me save this image and do a quick community post Q and a, uh, Q and a is starting about the topics below in the image. Uh, and then I'll give people a, a link to the stream. There we go. Image. Do that. Multi-run. I lead. Drag it over. What is going on? There we go. Oops. I didn't do that as a members only post. I'm freaking... I'm out of my head today, chat. Come on. Hang on. Delete. Uh, post image. Let's try this again. Let's let's see if I can actually do my job. Professional streamer, by the way. All channel members. Uh, post. There we go. Members only. Q and A is live. Okay. Let's get deep. Let's get deep into this. Love the Q&A thumbnails. <clears throat> yeah, that's all creature. I did not come up with any of that. Okay. So the first question is coming in about the Battlefield bots news uh, that we broke down. This is coming in from Underscore, one of the greatest usernames ever created. Just kidding. It's terrible. Bots in 2042 <laughs> isn't a problem. What concerns me is how they'll balance the matchmaker without skill-based matchmaking and only connection-based matchmaking. For instance, a .02 player shouldn't be in the same lobby as a 2.0 uh, as that's not a game. I'm actually going to strongly disagree here uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, Battlefield is got, you know, if you're playing on the older consoles, you're talking about 60 some odd players. Uh, or if you're on next gen or PC, 128 players. The expectation that you're going to be in a game with 127 other people and nobody will be outside of your skill spectrum, I think is an unrealistic expectation. Uh, and, and Battlefield is not one in, in that way. Uh, Battlefield, one of the complaints, one of the reasons some people actually don't like Battlefield is they feel their individual contribution is not enough to turn the tide of combat uh, and to and to shift things in their favor. That is that is a common thing. That um, this is one of the reasons a lot of COD heads, a lot of Call of Duty players, go in the battlefield and they don't enjoy themselves because they don't feel like they can be the hero. They don't feel like their individual performance uh, does enough. And so that uh, that plays a significant role, I think, in people's perception. It also plays a role in my opinion here. I just, I do not think, I do not think you can say, I am so bad at the game, I should only play against other players that are also this bad. Now, to your point, to your point, they could 
significantly insulate potato players with bots. So you and 50 other potatoes are in with just a bunch of bots. And then all the higher skilled players are also in there with a bunch of bots, right? So if they're like, oh man, we've got a really good team right now. We're kind of steamrolling. It'll try to find other people in that hemisphere and then fill in with bots where needed. So I'm not against it. I just think the notion that there should be no spectrum across a hundred and some odd players of you might land in a game with a 2.0 and you barely do, you know, a 0.5. Now, a 0.02 player, I mean, that's a kid that doesn't even understand what he's doing. He's, his dad's, his parents are letting him play and he's, he's, he's running into walls and shooting the ground, right? So, the dev said skill-based matchmaking doesn't happen until you enter the server, Right, so I'm assuming what that means is once you're in the server, they will try to distribute the players evenly across the teams, which is basically, as you're saying, that's lobby balancing. That's not even skill-based matchmaking. Skill-based matchmaking as a term means your the matchmaking is skill-based. So to say skill-based matchmaking happens once you're on the server is is a misuse of the term. Like, that's not skill-based uh, matchmaking. <laughs> that's lobby balancing. I asked a question before Lono covered that part. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. So th- they're using skill-based matchmaking about as effectively and accurately as Bungie is using the term anti-cheat. It's like, that's not skill-based matchmaking, and Bungie doesn't have anti-cheat. So it's like, th- that is lobby balancing. So that is 100% different. That's not even remotely the same at all. Because skill-based matchmaking means the matchmaking happens based off of skill and that's not what's going on here you're getting in a game and then they're ensuring that one team is not full of 2.0s and the other team is full of .5s like right so I, I would I would say I would say one of the only ways that this actually ends up padding out is do you remember Titanfall 1 attrition Do you remember that game mode? Titanfall 1 Attrition allowed players of lower skill to contribute to the game. If you got decent positioning and killed enough bots in Attrition, you could contribute to your team's victory even though you weren't an all-star, even though you weren't winning Titan fights. You know, you didn't need to do all that to contribute to your team's success rate in Attrition. Something similar could take place here with the use of bots. Okay? 128 players. If 25 or 30% of the server is bots, that can allow lower skilled players, the potatoes, the dudes that have two left thumbs, like that can allow those players to contribute a certain measure of contribution to the team's success. Okay. And then skill-based matchmaking won't be this coveted desired thing like, oh my gosh, we need skill-based matchmaking. No, you don't You don't need skill-based matchmaking. You you can contribute. There's bots in the dadgum game. Listen, if you're struggling to kill bots, maybe you're playing the wrong game. You know? Maybe you're playing the wrong game. If they're putting bots in your game and you can't rat kills, like, I'm sorry, my nephew can get kills in Fortnite against bots on an iPhone. You should be able to at least get a couple of kills and feel like you're contributing in Battlefield 2042 if they're throwing bots in your game. Like, come on. Um, That's bad game design and PvP. Prowess against bots shouldn't swing the game. Well, I, it wasn't that it swung the game. 
you could contribute in your own way. Attrition was actually a really good game mode in Titanfall, right? It was actually a really good game. The point is, Eugene, it was you focusing on what you could contribute. Do you want to know why? Killing bots in Attrition was important. It was important. And the skilled players could take advantage of it and, and rack up a lot of points and a lot of map control. And they could they could utilize the same mechanic. It cuts both ways. The point is, if you know you're not an all-star, you can contribute in your own way. If you know you're bad at flying a helicopter, then don't grab the helicopter, right? Like, you can contribute to the team's victory at the hemisphere where you exist, which is, hey, me and my buddies, we can go over here to this section and... We can uh, we can contribute. Bots gave one fourth compared to a kill. Yeah, it was not gonna swing. It was not like a swing state, you know, electoral college situation where you know killing bots was o- was was Ohio, right? <laughs> it wasn't like that, Eugene. Let the hearers understand. It wasn't like that. There was there was certainly a method of if you really did a good job against the bots, it could be the difference between a tie game. It could, but for the most part, it allowed somebody. Even if you lost, you could still look at the scoreboard and be like, I contributed. As a mediocre to not so great player, you could take some pride in the fact that you contributed to your team's overall score and standing instead of feeling like, well, I'm just cannon fodder. Like, I'm just getting blown away the entire time. So. I've never played Halo. I came to gaming after Forsaken came out. I'm thinking of running the Master Chief Collection. What Would that make a good introduction? Well, it here's the thing, Sally. Halo 1 is obviously worthy of praise and it's going to go down in the annals of gaming history as, as a great game, but it hasn't aged all that well. What I would do is I would play an hour of Halo 1 and if it hooks you, great. If not, jump to the next one. Play it for an hour. If it hooks you, great. Play it. If not, jump to the next one. I would just jump until one snags you. I think by the time you get to like reach, if the game hasn't snagged you, then it's not for you. But I, I would I would never want to tell somebody, yeah, man, Halo One's incredible. Go play it. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, my wife and I tried to play it co-op, and I was like, this just does. It does not age as well as super nostalgic fans will be will be angry at me saying this. But it just doesn't age that well. It really doesn't. And if you want a summary of the story. I'm sure you could find a good Halo 1 campaign summary story video on YouTube if you feel like, because the story is actually pretty good. But I don't know if you're going to want to suffer through not-so-great, somewhat dated combat. And hey, it may hook you. I don't know. I don't know where you are. I don't know what your preferences are. It could hook you. It literally could. That After an hour, um, after an hour... <laughs> you're going to realize whether you like it or not. It's not going to take long for you to realize whether or not it's 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 hitting you it's hitting you in the right spots, you know what I'm saying? King Keys with the next question. Uh, while I said yes to the poll, uh, do you believe this is about Halo Infinite? Do you believe that sprint is a necessary feature for a Halo game with other multiplayer games having a sprint feature? Uh, how does Halo distinguish itself? I think Halo distinguishes itself by attempting to be an arena shooter in 2021. That's how I think Halo distinguishes itself. No one is setting its sights on this game genre or this game type. Nobody. It's not a thing. That's why I said I think there's a there there is a destiny factor here. There there is a destiny factor. Destiny is the only arena shooter that you can play right now that is even remotely 
sort of in the modern lane, in the modern landscape, you know? So, um, yeah, if, if, uh, if they're going to set themselves apart, I'm here to tell you, it's not by saying we don't have sprint, right? <laughs> like, like go back to the pilot episode of Mad Men. You're not going to promote your product by talking about what it doesn't have. You need to talk about what your product does have. Okay. And so I really don't see them standing apart by being like, you know, all those games out there where you're fast and you run around. Yeah. Well, we're not that. We're the geriatric shooter. I just don't see that being a way to position their game whatsoever, right? Now, they could talk about how their game is slightly more on the tactical side. Not to the extent that you're playing Valorant or CSGO, but they could say, you got Valorant and CSGO on one end of the spectrum, and you got Call of Duty and Fortnite on the other end of the spectrum. We land somewhere in the middle. We have the sense of being a tactician and being intelligent and the movement is at a reasonable speed, but it's not high octane call of duty or ability spam from destiny. It's not that, but we're also not CSGO and Valorant. Like it's not that tactical. Okay. It's somewhere in the middle. It's like a Venn diagram, you know, coming together and saying, We have elements of a tactical shooter. We have elements of an arena shooter. We have elements of fast-paced combat. We have elements of slow-paced combat. We're trying to own our original identity while, while pulling what we think is helpful from other games and not losing our soul in the process. One of the things that really, really hurt Call of Duty when it attempted to do this, they lost their soul. You just felt like you were playing some random game with double jumping and wall running. It was like it doesn't even feel, doesn't smell like, or look like Call of Duty anymore. If Halo can look like and smell like Halo while adding in a little bit of sprint, a little bit of extra game speed, not full ADS, a slight zoom for people that want it, they could land on that balance beam and fill this 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 valley. There's a gap in the market right now, okay? There's a gap in the market right now. Yeah, in the coming weeks, there's going to be people in chat with red badges. That's right. We're coming up on 12 months of streaming on YouTube with with uh, with memberships active. That's right. But there is a bit of a valley right now. There's a vacancy. I called it in my talk the arena vacancy. There's an arena vacancy. The arena vacancy is tied to the destiny factor. Destiny is not a good arena shooter. It's a good shooter, but it's not a good arena shooter. It is... It's space magic, ability spam, peer-to-peer on PC Cheat City. Like, it's not a very good arena shooter. Halo can be the king Halo shooter. I'm sorry, arena shooter. Halo can grab a crown that no one's wearing right now. Does that make sense? Like, right now, if you want to play Battle Royale, that crown's moving from person to person depending on preferences like you got Fortnite, you got Warzone, you got Apex, right? Whichever one you think wears the crown, great. They're all up there. They're all the kings of battle royale right now, okay? There is no like if you remember the Chronicles of Narnia, there was High King Peter, but there was also King Edmund, right? There was High Queen Susan and then there was just Queen Lucy. Like I don't necessarily think there's a high king in the battle royale right now. I think there are kings of Battle Royale. Warzone, Fortnite, Apex. 
tactical shooters CSGO, Valorant those are your tacticals right now Overwatch isn't necessarily tactical it's kind of in its own lane it's kind of in its own world of kind of being tactical but it's also kind of class based you know it it doesn't really land it doesn't really land in in, in in a happy category if you right now are looking for a nice tight arena shooter there isn't one there isn't one and that's where I think Halo Infinite could carve out its identity as well as its own fan base right now if you're new we're doing live Q&A with paying members but you can still participate take our poll it's at the top of the chat does Halo Infinite need sprint in the game 700 over 700 votes it's an 80-20 split right now chime in in chat if you're one of the 20% that said no we want to hear from you we love to have these debates and back and forth you do need to be a subscriber to talk in chat you need to be a paying member if you want to take advantage of your question showing up on the screen like this pretty fancy feature for those of you that support the channel with a paid membership next question from Freebird again about Halo see the little handy dandy light ups over there I can change the light up according to what we're talking about got a question here about Halo what do you think the main thing that Halo has to nail long term is example I think the battle pass non-expiration system is great but is it enough okay that to me is a guardrail and a girder that's going to help keep people from like either walking away but also it's an open door to say come in anytime you want right it's a door that swings both ways it swings outward to be like you can take a break it swings inward to say you can come in and play whenever you want you don't have to feel that sense of FOMO now long term long term what do they need to do they have to nail incentive incentive is everything okay if you try to restrict player behavior change player behavior or keep player behavior you, you can do that in a variety of different ways FOMO doesn't work. Fear of missing out doesn't work. Restricting or limiting or punishing punitive, you know, that, that doesn't, that's not great either for changing player behavior. The best way to funnel, change, and maintain player behavior is through incentive. Do you want players to play the OBJ in a game? Do you want them to go for the objective? Incentivize it reward them for doing so do you want people to be team players be on the mic be nice and and contribute to teams you know the team success incentivize it give them a motivation give them a reason to do it you want somebody playing your game two months from now three months from now a year from now you gotta incentivize it there's got to be a sense of accomplishment progression reward This is the ticket. Too many games have tried to either manipulate the player base with FOMO or punish the player base or or restrict the player base for doing the things that they don't want them to do. It's always about incentive. There are two options on how to... Well, I guess there's three. There are three ways to get what you want out of player behavior. You can restrict player behavior, manipulate player behavior, or you can incentivize player behavior i think incentivization is always the proper way to get organic player engagement and engagement behavior so if you want people playing your game long term or in certain ways it all comes down to the incentives that you're offering this is similar to my conversations about streaming like why should anybody watch you why should anybody consume your content why should i play your game in the third month why 
just to have fun. Shut the frick up. No, no one's playing a game three and four months in, in large numbers, just to have fun. We're not wired that way anymore. You gotta go further than that. Sure, the mom and the dad and the busy college student that get home from work or their second class of the day and they want to prop their feet and just play some video games. Sure, they will be there faithful to the end. They love your game. They like to kick back and just play for fun. But you want to maintain player base numbers, you have to have more than that. You have to have more than that. You've, you've, you've got to iterate, innovate, add more. And I think they're, they're, what they've learned, this is something that, that, that gives 343 an advantage in this situation. They've learned from their Master Chief Collection praise, player behavior, and response and feedback. They've learned from all those things. All of that can be implemented in Halo Infinite multiplayer. This is one of the reasons I believe they made Halo Infinite multiplayer free and they removed all sense of FOMO. No, we're not doing that. If you jump in Season 4 and you think that Season 2 is amazing, you want to go back and earn all that stuff, you can go back and earn all that stuff. Not only is that respectful of the player, but it's also very winsome and, and, and approachable. It's like... Dude, you look awesome. You look like a space samurai. Yeah, I know, right? I told you to jump in. I told you. You missed out. No, it's, I told you to jump in, dude. Start cracking off on your battle pass, man. Let's get to work. I'm working on another set of armor right now. Like, whatever it is that's getting people to log in and put those hours in, that's the ticket. Halo needs three things to be great. No loadouts, great sandbox elements, symmetrical maps with good power weapon spawns, this is why Halo 4 and 5 failed, because they cut corners on all three. This is one of the reasons you should be very excited that Master Chief Collection has gotten a lot of love, polish, and praise, and Joseph Staten is back at 343. Those are the two things that should give you a lot of confidence in what's coming. They've been able to learn, glean, and, and get a lot from the Master Chief Collection, and in addition to that, you got Joseph Staten. You got Joseph Staten back back at the helm where he belongs so he's got to be thrilled by the way he's got to be thrilled probably didn't feel very good in 2013 when his supercut of destiny got rejected and then they chopped up his game it probably felt like they were chopping up his art you know cutting up a painting so he probably feels pretty good to be back home working on halo it's i I think it's actually probably a pretty nice a, a pretty nice story and redemption arc in his mind that he's kind of back home working on the daddy of shooters, console shooters, um, you know. So it's I, I think it's cool, and obviously I have a dog in the fight. <laughs> I I love a good redemption story. I love a good redemption story. Um, so had a bit of a had a bit of a little bitrate fluctuation there. That is uh, probably on YouTube's end, unless I sounded weird in the Discord. Uh, we've been having some issues there. Maybe just a little frame drop. Next question from Arch Enigma. This is a question about skill-based matchmaking, so this is probably in the realm of the Battlefield bots discussion. Uh, when we switch from players being encouraged to improve at FPS to bad players needing to be protected from good players, I get the money reason. I don't agree with it. Okay, let's ignore the money factor, okay? Because there is a business factor at play here. You don't want a low-skilled player to think, I can't enjoy this game, I'm not playing. 
because when people disengage they don't spend money and then the business has the motivation to keep them engaged so they have a motivation to protect their experience let's just speak in the realm of what we just talked about with halo infinite player incentivization and player motivation okay not every player thinks like you and is motivated the way that you are okay i remember watching competitive destiny players wax eloquent and arrogant about how every loss and every death is an opportunity to learn and my response to that is shut the frick up not everybody plays like you it's not an opportunity to learn or an opportunity to improve it's irritating right it's irritating no one likes to lose no one likes to die like shut up like get off your get off your competitive high horse not you arch enigma but like get off your competitive high horse not everybody plays like you not everybody's trying to win and be the best and build a team and do trials carries you know and do and and not everybody's trying to do that okay some people just want to come home on a friday night and get into a and get into a pvp environment and just shoot bullets like that's all they want to do right and they're well within their right to do that okay like not everybody wants to play like that they just don't care they don't think like you you see it's it's like it's like fans of dark souls okay not everybody is cut from that cloth so when people are like oh it needs easy mode it needs easy mode i actually agree with dark souls fans here do not don't ever add an easy mode to your games from software is never going to do that no matter how many you know armchair jer- like armchair video game bloggers are like give us an easy mode yes yeah, so you can beat it in 6 hours and get your review out ahead of the rest of the guys it's really the one of the main reasons they want it is because they're not they're not like looking to actually play a game to punch your face but that tends to happen right people are like no a game should be like this a game should be hard and brutal and tough and it's like well not everybody wants to play a game like that Arch Enigma says, you also don't want high-skilled players to think, why should I get better if I'm constantly increasingly sweatier uh, and having less fun matches? That's exactly right. Like, there's two sides to the coin. Protecting bad players can often lead to punishing good players. Right? It, It can. Protecting the bad players can often lead to punishing the good players, where the better I play, the more sequestered I get, the sweatier it gets. I feel like I'm in a dadgum tournament every game. I don't want to play a tournament every game. I just want to have fun. On the same token, as the guy not looking to improve just wants to have fun, so does the guy who's a god at the franchise. He just wants to have some fun. He's not looking to put on his sweatband every single game. Sometimes he just wants to boot up and play and not think about, am I playing against a bunch of 2.0, 3.0s, 4.0s, silver, platinum, diamond, whatever the ranking system is, you know? Some people just want to be like Rocket when he gets a gun in Guardians. That's right. That's right. Get out of the way, uh, Bear and Breakfast. (laughs) Was this normally a year ago? No, usually around this time of day, I would have almost that many viewers. The whole directory Sinnoh's now has about as many viewers as I used to have on my own. <laughs> uh, so, congratulations, well done. You guys did such a good job, you know, cleaning the Destiny directory on the purple platform. Good job, everybody. Fortnite Season 3 all over again went from fun to absolute sweat fest. Yeah, yeah. So... Listen, listen, there's a delicate balance here, and I'm telling you, it always comes down to this. Now, this doesn't necessarily apply to a game like Battlefield, okay, but ranked and unranked is the ticket. You want protected? You only want to play against people who look at the ground and can't shoot the broadside of a barn? Well, go into ranked, because you're only going to play against those people, right? Now, obviously, if you play with other people, it's going to try to balance it whenever we play Valorant, I found ranked games to be much better than unranked. 
Unranked would do on-the-fly skill-based matchmaking, we would have a really strong first game, and then after that, we were playing against people that were well out of our league, okay? And, and, the, um, the nature of ranked always felt more approachable and more fair. It did. Ranked and unranked systems are not easy to develop. They're often disputed, debated, and argued about. Look at Overwatch over the years. Ranked and unranked is never easy, right? It's never, it's never, um, pristine. It's never, you know, universally agreed upon. You know, there's a variety of things that make ranked and unranked a challenge. But I think a truly good and well-designed ranked and unranked system is the answer to all these skill-based matchmaking debates. If you don't want to get stopped, if you only want to play against potatoes because you're a potato, then your promised land, your safe haven is ranked. What happens is there's a stigma against ranked. People see ranked and they think that's the sweaty place. That's the sweaty side of the game. And the people that are really, really good and go and they sweat out and ranked, sometimes they just want to let their hair down. They want to get out of the jacuzzi and jump in the pool. You know you do that, right? You're sitting in the jacuzzi, you get a little too hot, get a little toasted, and then you jump in the pool to cool off. Some people want to be able to do that. And to be fair, they should be able to. They should be able to go over to a purely connection-based, no-skill-based matchmaking environment and just play and have a ball. But then they're just going to stomp all day long. No, they're not. And it all comes back to a word we used just a little bit ago. Incentive. If you motivate and you create incentive for sweaty players to rank up and grind out the ranked playlist, you're going to hit equilibrium. You're not going to have this infestation of sweatheads ruining your unranked playlist. They will be there, sure, but then some of them will also be in the ranked playlist. Right? You're going to see that consistently, I think. You're going to consistently see this idea of if, as long as there's both hoppers, you will see a distribution of the players. As opposed to what happens now. What kept happening in Destiny? What kept happening? All the sweaties had no reason to play, no reason to really care, so what do they do? They would just pour into the playlist that didn't have skill-based matchmaking and they would just beat the crap out of those playlists. If you don't give your high-skilled players a playground and an incentive to go to that playground, they will cannibalize your game. It's unavoidable. They'll just cannibalize it. They will beat the ever-loving snot out of whatever playlist doesn't have skill-based matchmaking. And then everybody else is going to be like, this sucks. And then they walk away. This is why they put bots in Fortnite, because it obviously makes matchmaking nice and smooth. But it also... It also ensures that people all across a skill spectrum can end a game and have some kills. Right? It creates, I think it creates an inroad for people to feel a sense of, hey, I can actually play and get some kills and not end every game with zero. Right? So, we've had this debate many times over the years, and that has always been my take. My take has always been ranked and unranked done properly is the true solution, is the true answer. Ad hoc, on the fly, skill based matchmaking tends to only help really, really bad players. Do you want to know who gets the worst end of on-the-fly skill-based matchmaking? 
players like me. I'm average to slightly above average. I'm never going to win a tournament. I'm never going to carry anybody to victory, okay? I'm average to above average. And what that means is I have one or two good games and then I'm miserable after that. I'm playing people I have no business playing. Also, players like me that are average to above average, I play with one player on my team who's a god and then I don't have fun. I'm I'm getting drug into the big leagues and I don't want to do that. The middle, there's a lot of people in the middle and they tend to get the worst end of on-the-fly skill-based matchmaking. Because all it takes is a couple of decent games and then you're well out of your league and you don't want to play. It happened to me in Fortnite and it happened to me in Destiny. The minute I sent skill-based matchmaking ruining my day, I walk away. Oh, you just want to stomp people? No. No. You just want easy wins? No. I'm playing for fun. And oh man, I had a couple good games and then after that getting absolutely destroyed and stomped on? That's not what I want to do. Nobody wants to do that. You're never going to sign anybody up. You're never going to have anybody sign up for that. Ever. Next question from Animus Control. Weapon degradation, though at times inconvenient, force players to consciously choose what weapons to keep on hand and prioritize. Do you feel the system will persist in Breath of the Wild 2? It needs to persist, and we will debate this another day. I will pick a day and we will debate this. It'll be my topic. It'll be Breath of the Wild 2, weapon degradation needs to stay, or something like that. People that rail against this are railing against an entire system. That game from the bottom to the top. You need it to persist. I broke it down the other day at the end of my stream. I broke down how it is a resource management, power management system. Why am I carrying a torch, an axe, a sledgehammer, a spear, a sword? Like, why am I choosing to drop one thing over grabbing another? Why? It's power management. It's resource management. It is, it is, it is designed well, and you can't rip it out. If you rip it out, it won't be, it won't be the same game anymore. Getting all the different pieces that drop on the ground, the food, the wood, the resources for cooking, for, oh, if you want to level your armor, the breaking of a shield, the breaking of a bow, different shields and bows for different instances where you want to be stronger, weaker, or saving certain things for really strong enemies and elites. There is so much to that system, you simply cannot remove it. You can't. That's my Cliff's notes, and we will we will debate this another day. We will. Because I know it's going to be spicy, and I know there are people that think it's terrible. Cliffy B was tweeting. A lot of people are weighing in and saying, no, get it out of the game. We didn't like it. It was the one thing I didn't like. And I'm like, you don't understand what you're saying. You, you, if you rip that out of the game, the fundamentals of the game will break. It won't work. You're going to grab one decently strong sword and carry it everywhere, and nothing will ever matter. You'll need two weapons the entire dadgum game. And if not, they'd have to completely reinvent the entire weapon hierarchy systems and the power exchange between the enemies and you and how you win fights and how you get strong. They'd have to completely rebuild the game. They'd have to build a different game. McDiesel with the next question. I thought that the immersive narrative experience of Halo 5 was a step forward in storytelling. Do you think that they will dumb the experience back down to go here, kill bad guys to please the fanboys? I mean, I, I don't honestly know if they're, what, what they're going to do with respect to the, do they do immersive narrative or as you're saying, do they just say go here and kill bad guys? I would say based off the campaign trailer that they showed at E3, they are prioritizing a 
really good story, but as I said before, I don't think that you can develop a good enough content loop or combat evolution or story for Halo to sell the game on that. I don't think it's possible. Right? I don't think it's possible. Because if if you're gonna if you're gonna claim if you're gonna claim that like that's the central tenet of a Halo game, then I I, I would think I would think I had the music kind of quiet today. I would think that many people would disagree with that and they would say, uh, no, people play the campaign once and then they walk away. You know, it's not like, I'm not saying the Halo campaign's not important. I'm saying, I don't think you're going to evolve Halo Infinite. And I said this a week ago before E3 even hit. I said, if I'm a gambling man, I gamble on Halo's multiplayer. And the reason I said this was before E3 arrived, they indicated they indicated that they were going to be showcasing multiplayer at E3 and not focusing on like high end really amazing graphics that's not what they were focusing on right so I said if I'm a gambling man I'm going to gamble on Halo Infinite's multiplayer I'm not going to gamble on evolving the combat or telling a really amazing unique mind blowing story because I don't think they have room to do that there's only so much you can do with the combat there's only so much you can do with the story you know they don't have a lot of wiggle room they have to stay somewhat faithful to the franchise and where it's come from and I think to a certain extent that's why they said no E3 front and center make it about the multiplayer show a nice cutscene make it clear the graphics have had a huge uptick because the graphical display of Master Chief's armor and the lighting and the, the, the texture and everything looked really really good it did but that's all they really showed and then when they did their multiplayer overview they didn't talk about graphics frame rate textures lighting no they talked about gameplay multiplayer gameplay is how you're going to move infinite it's just how you're going to i i I do not think they let's just say that uh halo 4 and 5 are down here like halo 5 is way down here and halo 4 is way down here with story combat and campaign right how far can they raise that bar to really sell the fans on it they can raise it pretty high what about the rest of the world though the rest of the world's going to be like i'm not invested in halo i'm not invested in master chief i don't know who cortana is so how are you going to get them in a free des- a free well designed arena shooter is how you get them in with the multiplayer that's it that's their main funnel and then game pass is a funnel for the campaign but Free-to-play multiplayer, man. That's the funnel. I think it's the right play. Uh, next question from Butters. Do you think Battlefield 2042 and Halo are going to make 2021 and 2022 the year of the fresh new multiplayer? I mean, I, I don't know. Th- this sounds like a this sounds like an article, like an article fluff piece, right? You know, Battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite look to deliver the year of the fresh new multiplayer. I would say the rebirth of the arena shooter is what I think Halo Infinite setting their sights on. Battlefield 2042, I don't know just how fresh new it's going to feel. I think it's going to feel like an amazingly great and evolved Battlefield, but I don't think anybody's going to walk away from Battlefield 2042 and be like, oh my gosh, this is so new and fresh. Unless their hidden game mode that they haven't talked about is genuinely... like. 
if you go and read the interviews about Battle 40, Battlefield 2042 not doing uh, not doing Battle Royale, it's clear in my mind that they think their unspoken game mode, their unannounced game mode, is their answer to Battle Royale. We'll see if they can do it. We'll see if it even if it even comes close. It's more of taking out Call of Duty. <laughs> you can't do that. That's like thinking you can blot out the sun. Like we, you, you're, you're never. I, you're, you, come on. I don't think that's possible. Even as bad as Call of Duty fell from grace and their sales numbers and all that, I don't think you should ever set your sights on taking out Call of Duty. I think you should set your sights on what what it seems that Battlefield and Halo are setting out to do. They're they're leaning into their core competencies and they're going to deliver what they think is a great game in their identity. I don't think you're I don't think you're taking down Call of Duty. I don't I don't know that you know ask Titanfall two how that went. I don't think you want to do that. TTK and Warzone is trash. I mean they just updated the t- uh, the time to kill in Warzone they, uh, that was tweeted uh, last night or this morning. Um, they are taking a look at the the time to kill in uh, in Warzone. You can hate the time to kill in Warzone. You can hate Call of Duty. It's an amazingly super successful, insanely popular call um, game right now. It's huge, one of the biggest games in the world right now, and and they know it. They're putting ten studios on the Call of Duty uh, IP. You know, they're putting ten studios on it. Uh, please disregard my last question. You don't need to do that. You don't need to submit a second like qualifier or anything like that. Bronco222, is there anything that you're hoping for on the PvE side out of Halo to keep you around? They've had a history of firefight horde modes and the like, unless the PvP has your attention. The PvP has my attention, in the words of Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained. It's like, yeah, you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. Because as someone who's played PvP games since Quake 2, as someone who has excuse me, has professionally shoutcasted games, they have my attention. They do. They have my attention. We will be covering this game up until launch, playing this game, uh, and, and maybe even doing some dope stuff with it. Okay? Here's the thing. I, I don't need anything in PvE from Halo. I don't. If the campaign is solid and delivers a fun experience and a good story, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy. I'm pretty I'm pretty easy to please in that regard. I'm a man of simple tastes, right? I like gunpowder and gasoline. Like I'm a man of simple tastes when it comes to that kind of stuff. If it's a shooter and it's fun, like I'll play it, it'll be fun, I'll beat it in a couple afternoons. But when it comes to PvP, I, I, I have a lot more thoughts and a lot more considerations given that PvP will uh, will drive the game long term. They have a ten year no memes, no jokes. They have a 10-year plan for Halo Infinite. So, 343-343 could be attached to the sleeping giant of Microsoft, and we just haven't seen it yet because they had an embarrassing showing last year, and they delayed the game, and everyone's been kind of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Now, I'm going to have a bunch of people come in and say, I told you so, if Halo Infinite is super successful, and I'm going to say, you had no reason to think that at the time. You just guessed lucky, Right? You just guess lucky. That's like saying I told you so because you told me, you know, that according to the stars and 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 my and my zodiac sign that I was going to become rich. Like you just got lucky. Like there was no reason prior to E3 for anybody to have a whole lot of confidence in 343's treatment and handling of Halo. And it still isn't out yet. 
prior to E3, I was like, this thing's looking shaky, dude. Shaky. They 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 showed up. They showed up to E3. It's one of the bright spots. E3 wasn't that great this year, and one of the bright spots I think was Halo Infinite showing. You know. Next question from Dracus Pander about Breath of the Wild regarding Zelda gear, Zelda gear breaking. Could a compromise be as long as you start an engagement, your equipped gear will last for that engagement, avoiding the frustration of mid battle interruptions? They're not mid battle interruptions. There's an actual power exchange within them breaking. When they break, they do tons of damage. So some people actually save a near broken weapon that's high damage for an elite enemy because they know when they hit them with it, it'll cause the explosion, knock them back and that will create an increase in damage output. Also, the game literally freezes when you switch weapons. So, it is not a mid-battle interruption. Is it a mid-battle interruption in Doom or in Ratchet and Clank when you run out of ammo? No, you slow the game down and you switch weapons. Like this is this is resource management. This is this is like ammo management in a game like Doom or like Ratchet and Clank. You run out, you figure it out, you switch, you use the slowdown. And in this case, you can literally freeze and pause Zelda in the middle of the fight and eat a gourmet meal to get your health back. Like, I I don't agree. I don't agree with this take. It's a misunderstanding of the game. With respect, I believe it's a misunderstanding of what the game is and how it's supposed to run and operate. You know. You, you should not be able to strut into a fight and be like, I'm fine. And just wham, 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 wham. That'd be like saying, should I never run out of ammo as long as I start an engagement in Ratchet and Clank or in Doom? No. Running out of ammo is part of the game. It's part of the power management. It's part of the resource management. Being aware as a player, knowing what's in your inventory, knowing what's in your resources, knowing there's an elite in the group, knowing you have a close to breaking weapon that maybe you should save for the elite. Maybe you have a really strong bow and you want to save that bow for the elite. Like you see what I'm saying? I think people have a fundamental misunderstanding of the combat structure in Breath of the Wild. They just get angry because they're like, well, my favorite sword broke. And it's like, uh, it's not a bug, it's a feature. That's right, it's part of the game. This is me with rogues. Dying and going back to the beginning. It kills my motivation. My brain gets untethered from the game. I don't want to play. I would never say Dead Cells should be a Metroidvania. They should get rid of that rogue thing. Why? Because the game is built from the bottom to the top to be a rogue. You can't rip that part out. You cannot wit- rip weapon degradation and weapon breaking out of Breath of the Wild. It's it's literally woven from the floor up to do that. You're picking one feature and saying, no, take this out. It, it, it just doesn't work. That would be like me taking that one single feature of a rogue and saying, yeah, get rid of the rogue element. Well, the game wouldn't work. Everything they built, the punishment, the risk, the weapons, the power, the upgrades, none of that works if you take the rogue element out of Returnal. Dying and going back to the You know how many people played Returnal week one and they were like, oh, what is this? They didn't know they were buying a rogue. and There should be no dying and going back to the start. What are you talking about? That's the way the game is built. You can't do that. You can't get rid of that. Then then all of a sudden, Returnal... Remember the save feature that everybody wanted in Returnal? And I was like, it would be exploitable, and it would gut the identity of the game, because you could literally save the game, go in and fight a boss, lose, and reload your save. That guts the identity of the intensity, the adrenaline, the fear, the worry, the buildup, the investment... All of those emotions, all of those chemicals firing in your brain and your heart, all of that goes out the window if I can save the game and then go fight the boss in Returnal. You've murdered the game. You took it behind a shed and you just took it out. You're like, yeah, it's not a it's not a rogue anymore. 
can't do it. You can't do that to Breath of the Wild. Started Hollow Knight yesterday. I hate it. I'll be playing more tonight. There's like two or three early game tips that you need to do, Zubair. I would look up like an early game guide for Hollow Knight because if you get a couple of those early game items, the whole game changes and it's so much better. I had two false starts with Hollow Knight and my third one did the trick. I get what you're saying. I just wish Breath of the Wild was not made with that weapon system in mind. Yeah, you wish it was a classic RPG action-adventure game and that's not the game they chose to build. You know? Watching it seems pointless. I don't like pointless systems. The game rains resources on you to the point that management seems unnecessary. Seems unnecessary. We had this debate the other day. It's not unnecessary. Every time I fight in that game, every every time I clear an area, I'm making a decision about what to bring with me and what to leave behind. You do the same thing in Diablo. You do the same thing in Borderlands. They rain weapons on you, and you make decisions on the fly in an instant. What are you selling? What are you keeping? What are you equipping? What are you getting rid of? Why? Because you understand the weapons power system and the resource system and the drops. You get it. You're getting stuff rained on you. And you're like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, maybe, maybe. Hang on. Let me look at it. Let- yes, I'm going to use this. You do the same thing in Breath of the Wild. Nope, 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 nope. Ooh, I want one of those. And you get rid of a weapon and you pick it up. It's the same thing. In many respects, it's no different than any other game that re- rains weapons and drops on you and you ignore 95% of them because they don't take you higher than you want to go. The same thing exists in Breath of the Wild. You just don't like it. <laughs> you just don't like it. There's progress. There's a sense of leveling. There's a sense of advancement in Dead Cells and in Hades and in Curse of the Dead Gods and I just don't like it. Lono doesn't like it and therefore I don't play. You know what I mean? Next question. Silver Subaru, do you think that Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to have a ranked and unranked playlist and what do you think it would look like? I have no idea what it would look like, but if they hope this game has a future and a long-standing player base and a way to handle the skill-based matchmaking question, then they better have ranked and unranked. That's the only thing they haven't spoken to. I don't know what it would look like. I'm not the expert, okay? I'm not. I'm telling you, in order to win, you gotta score more points than the other team. But I'm not gonna tell you what plays to run. I'm not gonna tell you what strategy to run. I'm just saying, you gotta score more points than the other team. If you want Halo Infinite Multiplayer to have longevity, legs, elasticity, accessibility, more players playing, you know, consistent players playing, you, need, you gotta have a good ranked and unranked system. How do you build it, Lono? I don't know, that's not my job. I'm not coaching the team, I'm just telling you, you gotta score more points than the other team. That's how you win. <laughs> that's how you win. What incentives because they put in ranked? You gotta drive people, I think, with cosmetics. You gotta look amazing. You gotta look killer. Look at the way that works with, you know, gold skins and diamond skins and other games like Call of Duty. It gets people to play, it gets people to grind out. You gotta put the you gotta put the love in there, dude. You know what I mean? You gotta put the love in there. My 11-month-old is yelling back at you. Why? What did I do? What did I say? 800 votes on the poll. Yeah, today's poll did really well because it's in the chat. It's really accessible. It was a two-hour-long poll, and it far exceeded when we had been doing polls the other way. So thank you to everybody who's been here today. If you smashed like, took our poll in chat. Hey, if you hit subscribe today, a lot of new subscribers. Welcome. We will be streaming the Microsoft Extended Showcase here shortly, so stick around for that. Oh, he's getting into the discussion. 
little man getting fired up or little is it little man I don't know I feel like I should know that Robert Jones I know you're not big on PvP but will you give these new shooters playtime on the channel Battlefield and Halo Infinite yes Halo Infinite is on my radar for a lot of reasons for a lot of reasons (laughs) it is it's on my radar you know yeah little man I thought so I uh I'm paying attention I'm paying attention to Halo Infinite now before I was kind of like eh this this game may trip and fall this game may fall flat on its face there's no way to know right no way to know but but I'm telling you right now they're uh you know what I mean they're on my radar that's all I'm gonna say that's all I'm gonna say uh, if you guys are here right now and you've enjoyed today's show, do me a favor, smash like, hit subscribe and the bell button and stick around. We're not going anywhere. We're getting ready to transition though to the Microsoft Extended Showcase. Yo, my man Drupification been hanging out today, debating, putting good points in chat, a lot of good back and forth. And now, clicking that join button and becoming a member. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. If you would like to get into our Discord, you get increased access there, Droop and you can take advantage of that cool question command that puts your question on screen like this. Thank you so many people today who've decided to become members. We are trying to drive that number higher, but it's delicate. We still do, you know, 95% of the content is totally free. Free to lurk, listen, chat, talk, all of that. The only members only thing that we do is Q&A. That's it. I bought a two-bound bag of Werther's the other day. That was a mistake. I introduced my son to first-person shooters with Halo. I told myself uh, it didn't count because they were shooting aliens and turned on Grunt Birthday Party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had those debates before, you know. Yeah, it's a shooter, but, you know, it's a shooter, but they're, you know, they're aliens, not people. You know what I mean? Good show as usual. So what we're going to be doing here shortly is... There is a uh, a feature on um, there's a feature on YouTube that enables us to do live redirect. We are going to do a separate stream for the Microsoft Showcase. Uh, I'm going to schedule it right now for noon so people don't get hit with multiple notifications. We are trying to minimize how many noties you get throughout the day, so I'm scheduling it for noon before I make it public so people don't get that 30 minute noty. Because we're now 15 minutes late or whatever. Okay? So what we're going to do is we are going to watch this thing together and it should redirect you. Now, it might not. It might not. That's where we're going over there. I'm going to put a link in chat. I am also going to feature this video on the channel. All right? I'm going to end the poll. I'm going to end the poll, by the way, so that's not in chat anymore. Thank you to everybody who contributed to the poll. That was a really, really fun experiment. We're going to do that every day. Because that went really, really well. Uh, So if you're watching on TV or some other device, you may just have to go back to the main channel and refresh. It will be the featured video. For those of you in chat, okay, it should, it should bring you with us. If it doesn't, you can use the link in chat. Um, But we're going to do that in like two minutes. Give me one second to do something very quickly.
Okay. We are going to make sure. So for those of you that uh, use my shorts channel, if you like... Um, if you like shorter videos, shorter uploads, like four minute videos, six minute videos, uh, the three micro news segments that we recorded today, as well as my six minute talk about Halo, all of that gets uploaded to my shorts channel, sntrshorts.com or the shorts command. We sort of have three hubs of content now. Right now you're on SNTR Presents. Uh, then there is SNTR Shorts. Now, as we get distance from E3, probably next week, we will start doing uh, more with the gaming channel probably indie titles we've got some cool ideas that we want to do with indie titles so you can support all three channels if you'd like or if you'd rather just hang out here uh, you can do that so the Xbox Bethesda showcase apparently um, have they already started? no, yeah they have a countdown wait, they have a countdown, apparently they're doing something in two minutes that doesn't make any sense to me, give me one second uh, gotta get these vids uploaded for creature. Okay, my channel. Let me close the Q and A, and we can go bam, 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 bam. Probably another countdown. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You here for the countdown? Yeah. Just bear with me one second. Get these vids uploaded to the shorts channel. I do it this way so we don't disrupt the stream. We don't disrupt the stream. I upload on my... uh, on my spectrum. Oh, we just dropped some more frames. Hopefully when we restart the stream on this other, um, we restart the stream on this other thing. Uh, this all, this all goes away. Um, I don't know if it's the, if it's the ingest server that I'm on or what. Um, it's a premiere. That's like a premiere. Okay. Mm. Up, up, up. Yeah, they're happening. Okay, so use the link in chat. If not, go back to the main channel page. It should be the featured video, and I'll see you guys over there in just a bit. Well, like one minute. You're coming with me, okay? You don't have a choice. Even if you only come over and hang out for 30 minutes, do it. Do it. 